in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other once scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And a welcome into the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. And you can take us with you um, and see us everywhere you go on YouTube. Go to thesportocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can join us in the chat each and every day. You can also weigh in on all of the uh, post-NFL draft grades. Ran through all the NFC teams yesterday. We got all the AFC teams coming your way today. Um, The first one is already up in the chat, the Baltimore Ravens. They had just a wonderful day. Always helps when you get guys that I'm really fond of. It's our last show of the week. Got four days off. Coming back Monday, back better than ever. Quote our old buddy Mike Greenberg. Yep. Got some new stuff. Got some some new looking stuff. Some new sounding stuff. And I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep a lot. <laughs> He's going to take the opportunity for a nice long weekend to kind of recharge the batteries after the 2023 NFL draft. I mean, it's, um, you know, this, it's that time where everything has just kind of died down. We've got the draft over. We got the UDFAs have all gone out. Uh, some teams got 25, some got five, just depending on how big, uh, your holes on your roster were. The only news in the NFL today is Randall Cobb. Woo! New York Jets go going stuff. to the New York Jets. Falafel, let's go. So he can go and be the, uh, I don't know, the fifth best target for Aaron Rodgers. That it's a, that's at best. I think we're carrying 10 pass catchers. So, you know, we may not have an offensive line, but we got some guys that catch the ball. <laughs> you do have an offensive line. Yeah, so. we'll talk about that when, when my New York Jets come up later in this year program. Indeed. Welcome, everybody, into the program and all those uh, members of the House of Reprehensibles in the chat. Um, AFC Team Draft Grades. Get your comments in. We'll highlight the best ones throughout the show as we do. Let's get it started with the Baltimore Ravens. So Baltimore, obviously, right before the draft started, they got the Lamar Jackson deal done. He is now going to be in Baltimore for the next five years, $260 million contract. Your number one goal was get him weapons. Well, he needs somebody to throw to. If you're going to pay him that much money, you're going to have to prop him up a little bit. And they did a phenomenal job of that by adding Zay Flowers. Yes, first round pick number 22, Zay Flowers from Boston College. This guy can stretch the field. How does every draft always work out for the for the Baltimore Ravens? Every single year. And nine times out of ten, they just sit there and go, oh, oh, oh looky here, what fell right in our left? It's exactly what we wanted. Merry Draftmas, everybody. Uh, I mean, look, I love Zay Flowers. We talked about him at nauseum throughout the process he is a little guy he looks like a slot receiver mm-hmm. but he can do more than that 
and he plays physical. To me, he is a souped-up version of Hollywood Brown, of which the best I have ever seen Lamar Jackson was with Hollywood Brown. So I, I don't think I'm taking a, a an untoward leap to say this is the best player the Baltimore Ravens could have added in this class. Mm-hmm. Do you disagree? No. Of all the receivers in this class, this is the one. I, this was my favorite pairing. I struggled with the Chargers because I didn't really know which one I wanted. Struggled with the Seahawks because I didn't think they were going to take Jackson Smith and Jigba there, but they did. Mm-hmm. The one I never waffled on, uh, Zay Flowers needs to be a Baltimore Raven. Yep. And then they just kept doing other stuff. Yep. Trenton Simpson was a pretty good value pick at 86 in the third round. I felt like that was really late. To me, it was one of the best value picks in this class. Mm-hmm. There were there were people, myself included, that had him among the top 30 players in the entire class. And surprise, surprise, he falls right in the lap of Baltimore. I think he's an ideal fit next to Roquan Gray. Uh, Roquan, Roquan Gray. God, he, was a, he was a basketball player at Florida State like <laughs> six years ago. Raquan. Uh, Roquan Smith. And this probably spells the end for Patrick Wayne. Mm-hmm. I know they declined his fifth-year option. I, I I will be shocked if he's on that roster opening day. I think Trenton Simpson is a day one starter there. They'll try to move Patrick Queen onto a 4-3 team where he can actually – you know, do what it is that got him to the NFL. Because he, he just he was always clunky to me in Baltimore. And I think Trenton Simpson's a perfect replacement. All right, what did you think about the rest of the class? Well, you know, you get to – they didn't have another – they only had those two picks in day one day one and two. Right. Um, then you get Tavius Robinson at Ole Miss. He's a project edge guy. If anything ever – he's another one's height, weight, speed. Oh, look, but, but, but did he ever really do anything? And now he's going to have to learn a new position, and he's a year away from being a year away. Caillou Blue Kelly, that's a corner that can come in and play right away. Uh, I'm not telling you he's going to start right away. They need to go to Marcus Peters right now and go, hey, you, you know all this, all this animosity between us? We, we should really put that behind can us. Can we bury Cause, that? Because we, really, we, we need you to be here. Because the corner market is bare. Mm-hmm. And... I, outside of that, I don't say they're going to resolve it. The, the uh, I, I cannot pronounce that kid's name. <laughs> yeah. When you draft a guy that wasn't even on my board, sorry, I didn't take the time to learn the pronunciation of the kid's name. Sala Omave Laulu. Yep. Uh, he plays football. End of analysis. And then Andrew Voorhees out of USC, the star of the NFL Combine in the seventh round at 229 overall. I mean, once the kid comes back from the ACL injury, he's got mid-round talent. Oh, he, I mean, I had him in the – there were people that had him in the back end of the first at at one time. Really? That was pretty early in the process. Then he, it was, okay, the upside's not necessarily there, but he's a very steady player, and I never thought he was getting out of day two until the injury. Mm-hmm. And a lot of teams just think he is going to be in mothballs for a year. So th- that's why he fell as far as he did. Again, he busted his ACL at the combine doing the drills. And then he did the bench press and pushed up 38, was it? Yes. 38 reps on one on leg. One leg with, he only had one foot on the ground. Right. He had the one knee and an air cast and had just the left leg on the ground and still did 38 reps. So strength is definitely his best attribute. 
Oh, no doubt. And, and I think he comes in and plays guard a year from now. Hey, you said they should add a guard, and they did. They did. They, they added did two it. of them. They just did it in the seventh round, which is where they should have done that, which is why Eric DaCosta <laughs> is the GM of the Ravens. You sit here and talk to me. Hey, when, like I said, like I said in the process when we were doing this, when Kevin Zeitler ends up getting hurt in week two and you don't have a guard, don't come crying to me. I tried to give you one in the first round. I think they'll be just fine. <laughs> so what is your overall draft grade for the Baltimore Ravens? Uh, mine is very similar to that of the house. 59% of you had them with a B. I had them with a B plus. I think it's a solid class for a team that only had six picks. And four of them were on day three. Mm-hmm. Baltimore. But that's what Baltimore does. Exactly. I know people get tired of hearing me say that. It, you got to understand, the Jets picked directly behind Baltimore like six out of eight years. And I, I, I learned to have a very uh, a deep respect and a sheer hatred for the Baltimore Ravens because they love taking players that I love. And they did it again this year. Yep. Baltimore headed in the right direction, got the quarterback sewn up. They've got uh, some weapons around him now or at least one more weapon around him now with Zay Flowers. Zay's and they're going to they, they will they will be in the thick of contention for the north. Oh, I'll make a sweeping declaration right mm-hmm. now. Leading receiver for the Baltimore Ravens that's not Mark Andrews will be Zay Flowers. Not Odell Beckham Jr., mm-hmm. not Rashad Bateman. It will be Zay Flowers in his rookie year. And if you are a if you're a wagering individual, Taking him as rookie of the year is not the most untoward thing I've ever heard. Really? Nope. Okay. All right. All right. The Buffalo Bills. Mm-mm. What? Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Well, it was time for them to uh, to, to to add another weapon, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the first round. Well, I told you they were in on the receivers. At pick number 25. It went with Dalton Kincaid, tight end out of Utah. So we're planning to run a lot of 12 personnel with Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid. I think we're very much at a point where you need to. I think the Jets believe they need seven. But, you know, (laughs) having a second tight end makes sense. Kincaid is the one. Dawson Knox is now the two. I think they can play together. They do very different things. And Dalton Kincaid is just a way better pass catcher. I didn't really have a problem with the Kincaid pick. A lot of people seem to. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what you wanted them to do. That that was kind of my thought. Jack Campbell, to me, that that's where he would have fit had Detroit not taken him. Well, you can't draft a player twice. So when he's not on the board, okay. So what do you what do you do now? It's it's you you know, get your guy. Mm-hmm. I have it on good authority. Dalton Kincaid was the last player on the board they had with a first-round grade. Really? Need a linebacker. They could have gone and got Nolan Smith. He was there to be had. Yep. 27 teams passed on Nolan Smith, and yet we're still talking about him. I wouldn't have liked the fit with Nolan Smith. He's the only linebacker on the board. I, I wouldn't have liked the fit with Nolan Smith. I think Dalton Kincaid will be just fine. And then they went full Jeremy Green special on day two because they took two of my favorite players in this class. Yeah, at number 59 overall in the second round, Osiris Torrance, Is guard there, was out of Florida. There, was there a better value pick in the entire draft? Probably not. So number one guard in the class is not close. No one would debate you on that. If they'd have taken him at 25, I'd have I would have no had problem. no problem. No. I had them taking him at 27 more than once. 
and you get him without a trade-up in the second round, I'm totally fine with that. Uh, Chris D. on our YouTube comment said, shouldn't they have gotten Michael Mayer? I would say yes. Am I going to kill you for getting your guy? No, because there were a lot of people that had Dalton Kincaid ahead of, uh, ahead of Mayer. I wasn't one of them. So I dinged you a little bit for I think you took the wrong tight end, but I don't have a problem with it, especially with the way that I know they're going to use him, which is he's going to play slim in the slot. Mm-hmm. Michael Mayer probably was not going to do much of that. So if there was a team that I wouldn't kill for doing this, it would it would be Buffalo. Then you got one more pick in day three, and if that's not the Jeremy special in this draft, I don't know who is. Dorian Williams, linebacker out of Tulane. Well, if you want to replace a linebacker that's really, really fast and does everything, it really helps to replace him with a linebacker that's really, really fast and has the potential to do anything. I love this kid. Now, you think back to how good Tulane's defense has been over the last two years, mm-hmm. he's a big reason why. I mean, he projects as a Jeremiah Wosu koromoa type of player. That's how athletic he is. That's how good of a coverage guy he is. And that, that to me, was a huge need for Buffalo. So, I mean, I'm not sure what negative I'm supposed to say here. A lot of people have killed Buffalo. You had three huge needs going into this draft for me. Offensive line, linebacker, pass catcher. Okay, you didn't take them necessarily in the order I wanted. Mm -hmm. You got my number one guard. You got one of my top five linebackers. And you got my number two tight end. Yeah, that feels like this grade's going to be awfully high. (laughs) And then on day three, they had three picks. Two of up, which I hated. Picked up a wide receiver from Florida and Justin Shorter. Justin Shorter, uh, his I, I think his real first name is Sasquatch because I've been told for many years how great he is, and I've never seen it. And then two picks in the seventh round at guard Nick Brocker. Love that one. And uh, you talk about a safe depth piece, that would be Nick Brocker. Uh, he's out of Ole Miss, and then cornerback Alex Austin from Oregon State. I, I had an undrafted free agent grade on him, so that's uh, – and for me, that gets into the – Okay, it's kind of a wash. Mm-hmm. If you had added him as a UDFA, I probably wouldn't be banging on you. So I'm not going to – it won't be too hard for me. Right. So based on the – what? Based on the, the three day one and day two picks that they had, your grade is? A. A. A for the Buffalo Bills. I love this class. Love it. And I hate it that it's in my division. Mm -hmm. And I look at it and go, you did so well. And we didn't do so well. And I don't like that. AFC team grades following the 2023 NFL draft, which again, I feel like we have to say we appreciate everybody who tuned in during the three-day marathon broadcast from 51 North Merriman Avenue, the Village Porch, the football home of the sportsocracy. Everybody who tuned in on YouTube, everybody that came down to the bar and hung out with us and took care of the staff. And we only heard great things from the staff there about us being there. Which and is, that is which always is, a good thing. Uh, and you've been in radio longer than I have. That is confounding because, I mean, let's be honest, we're kind of in the way. I mean, we're directly in the middle of this restaurant as they're actively doing things. It could have been a real headache for the employees, and they were all fantastic. Everybody was so kind to us. Uh, I don't think my beverage ever got to below half empty before somebody's like, you you need another one, right? A, I don't know what kind of drunk you think I am, but thank you, because you're not wrong. (laughs) 
uh, and, and they were so appreciative of us, and we were so appreciative of them. And I, I, I will tease this for an announcement later on in the in the the summertime. You will see a considerable amount of us there during the football season. I guarantee it. You are in the sportsocracy. Coming up next, we'll talk about the Cincinnati Bengals and how they did in the 2023 draft. M-O-M. Three little letters that hold so much power, importance, and love. At Ingalls, we know that being a mom is its own reward, but it's also the toughest job anyone can take on. So to all the moms out there who save the day, on a daily basis, for kids big and small, we at Ingalls got your back. Happy Mother's Day, moms. Ingalls, we're with you every step of the way. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need simple checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. The Sportsocracy. Ice up, son. Ice up. Or Bryce up. I still got to get me one of those shirts. It is the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. AFC draft grades on today's program. The House of Reprehensibles does not appear to agree with me on the Buffalo Bills. I gave them an A. They gave them a B. Here's a B. Uh, a C was very close, so I would say the House gave them a B minus. I'm a little higher than you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bill Budacek asked, Who's going to play corner? They drafted several last year. I didn't necessarily want them to add another young guy. It's the same thing I said with Green Bay. If you're going to add a piece, it needs to be a veteran piece. I need somebody that understands how to play in the NFL as opposed to just continuously throwing young guys at a position like mm-hmm. that. So I had no problem with that. Well, I know Ch- some people did. Well, uh, I mean, what, Chidobe will lead the way, right? No, Tredavious White will lead. Oh, Tredavious White. Oh, we're talking about the Bills. There you go. I was about to say. uh, I thought you'd moved on to the Cincinnati Bengals. I was like, what? No, No, but that is who we are moving on to now. Yes, yes. Cincinnati Bengals time. Uh, You know, after Jameer Gibbs went at 12, I had my heart set on that's what they were going to do at the end of the first round. But then at number 28, they took Miles Murphy – the edge rusher out of Clemson, who's an absolute physical freak. Mm-hmm. He's only 21 years old. Mm-hmm. So you could say his his best football is to come, I guess. I would agree. I don't love the kid, but I don't mind him here. I had an issue when he was going in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Now he goes to Cincinnati. I don't feel like you're going to ask him to do a ton early because they have good depth on that line. 
between Hendrickson and Hubbard and and Joseph Asai. He's a rotational piece. And we saw in, in the playoff game with the Bills how good this pass rush can be, and you just add another piece to it. I have absolutely no problem with that. Okay. I don't. I'm sure a lot of people thought I was going to crush this pick because I, I, I railed on Miles Murphy because I had been told he was going to go in the top 20 because there was one team that really liked him. Right. I still don't know who that team was. Going outside of the top 20, no problem. No, so. because the upside is there. Okay. I, I mean, if you get the most out of him, that will look like a value pick two, three years down the line. Then on day two in the second round, pick 60, they took the burner, DJ Turner. The cornerback out of Michigan that ran the what was a two was a four two six, two, six mm-hmm. at the combine. He runs real real good. The problem is he got absolutely annihilated at times. So I I'm not going to say I don't like. It just doesn't do much for me. He's another you're just throwing it at a wall and see what sticks. Mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily think this fixed anything. People got lost in how fast he ran, and and it it really takes away from the good was real good. The bad was real bad. Mm-hmm. And congratulations, you now have Eli Apple that runs real, real good. So not trying to throw cold water on this election, I just wasn't wild no, about that's it. A great way. That's a great way to do it. Compare him to one of the worst cornerbacks of all time. Nice. Oh, you, get, <laughs> you, just don't, you take everything to, to the umpteenth degree, don't you? That's Eli Apple. I mean, you're obviously going to ruffle some feathers when you compare somebody to him Bengals fans just loathe Eli Apple every fan of every team he's ever played for hates him you're not wrong bring his name up in a conversation with football Farley and see what response you get with his New York Giants they drafted him Mm -hmm. so they gotta you know anyway thank God he's moved on DJ Turner though he's a depth piece for the well I mean he's a he's more of a project I mean, I I think he was a fine selection. It's just, and I'm going to uh, uh, echo satisfied Browns fan here. There are some Bengals fans that think he's prime time. Just maybe calm down. That right now the best thing he does is run really really fast. Mm-hmm. There's still a merit to that. Just know he's more of a project than you think. Yep. And then the third round, pick 95, they took Jordan Battle, the safety out of Alabama. This I liked. That's a replacement to Von Bell. Uh, a, certain, a year down the line really experienced uh, it, it's hard to go wrong drafting alabama players when you really just need them to be depth pieces mm-hmm. to begin with i can't tell you he'll ever be a star but i i i i liked it yeah in one nation underground i, I didn't it's a joke when i said dj turner is eli apple there there are big differences there but uh, he's, he is a project. Yeah. Uh, and then day three, they kicked it off by taking three weapons in a row. And I like all three of them. Charlie Jones out of Purdue in the fourth round at 131. He's wide receiver, running back Chase Brown from Illinois in the fifth round at 163. And then your guy from Princeton, Andre Yeshivas. Uh, Sivas. If, rec- if you wanted to be Yeshivas, it needs to have an H in it. Uh, wide receiver from Princeton, sixth round, 206. Did it surprise you that they took two wide receivers in this draft? No. No, and I think it makes all the sense in the world. This team is going to get expensive in a hurry. Mm-hmm. So luxuries like Tyler Boyd are probably going to go the way of the old dodo bird. So what did Cincinnati do? 
They took two of what I value to be the higher-end slot receivers in the second tier, and you got both of them in day three. And hopefully one of them will hit and it can be that full-term replacement. Charlie Jones is really safe. I, I, I probably could track his career trajectory right now, and I think I'd get it to within 50 catches, depending on how many years he plays. Mm-hmm. Ias Ivis, on the other hand, ah, if you hit on that one, you just got terrifying. And he's going to be, at best, the four. And I said before the draft, he's Christian Watson light. Oh, well, he's got a lot of, you know, exactly. Because he's, he's mm-hmm. got a huge step in competition coming up, coming from the Ivy League. Oh, no doubt. To play in the NFL. And I thought it was a great pick. Chase Brown is a depth piece. He's a, to me, he's a running back that can come in. I think he can play right away. I don't necessarily want him to be the starter. Mm-hmm. But if you're just dead set, you're moving on from Joe Mixon, then you could go out, get a vet, let he and brown rotate over the course of the year and i think you'd be just fine they also got the punter brad robbins out of michigan in the sixth round and then in the seventh round cornerback dj ivy from the u overall how do you rate this class i would say this is of all the 32 classes i think this is the most stand-up double in the league so for me that's a solid b and the house appears to agree with me I mean, I'm not jumping up and down about it because it is a little volatile. Mm-hmm. Because if Miles Turner could complete, or Miles Turner, he plays center for the Indiana for the Indiana Pacers. Miles Murphy could bust completely out of the league, and that wouldn't shock me at all. He could also hit, and if he hits, then three years from now, when you regrade, this becomes an A. I did feel like DJ Turner was a little high. Mm-hmm. But it's a um, solid B for me. It's a good class. Oh, the Browns fans not not happy with the Bengals draft apparently in the YouTube chat. Um, uh, it's, uh, it, it happens it's when you talk AFC North. Shocker, shocker of shockers. Uh, oh, wait till we talk about the AFC East. Trust me, I know there's a lot of those in there too. Uh, yeah, satisfied Browns fan says it was a uh, D plus at best for the Cincinnati Bengals because they didn't draft an offensive lineman. I mean, they got Orlando Brown in free agency, and that was the one spot that you needed to shore shore up was left tackle. The rest of the line's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lael Collins is healthy well, and can if play. If Lael Collins and, can play, he plays on the right side. If yeah. he can't, then then that's where Jonah Williams goes. Mm-hmm. And if Jonah Williams or if Collins is healthy, then Jonah Williams slides to the inside, and that line's really really good. The interior. And by is the way. Great. Let me just reiterate what I said when Jonah Williams said, I want to be traded to a team that that will play me at left tackle. Okay, well, we can't make trades with XFL teams, so um, you're going to play where we tell you to because you're not nearly as good as you think you are. Yeah, I think the, the line's fine. I have no problem with that. I would agree. Uh, so it's a solid B for the Cincinnati Bengals in the 2023 NFL draft rolling through the AFC draft grades on today's program here in the sportsocracy find us on all the social medias at the sportsocracy conveniently named and when we return we'll get just a bit outside since man created roads they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there that's where outlaw off-road comes in a premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. 
Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy. And it's, uh, you know, it's always going to be an off-the-wall kind of of an experience when you tie this guy's name with anything. Jeremy Great. Antonio Brown. Oh, Lord. Uh, uh, Really? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Are, are we do you doing know this? for which I speak? Uh, unfortunately, I think I do. Uh, Antonio Brown, in case you didn't know, he still he's, he's obviously a, no longer a football player. No, but uh, he's still got a tweet tweet. And, he does. And an Instagram. He does. And, uh, you know, he tried to make everybody believe that he was a member of the Baltimore Ravens last week mm-hmm. uh, at some point. Uh, but, no, this is uh, – he, he is businessman above all else. I mean, football player, horrible rapper – and apparently even worse businessman. He's almost as bad of a rapper as Drake. Uh, have you ever watched the National Arena League? The Arena Football League? No, you haven't. But Antonio Brown brings star power because he is now owner of the Albany Empire in the Arena League. And he bought 47.5% of the empire on March the 2nd since which he has gone on to claim that he now owns a hundred percent of the team though nobody really knows how that could have happened no sale no further sales of stock in this team or shares in this team have been reported but now he claims he 100 percent owns this team well he takes over on March 2nd well the players and the coaches of said team have not been paid since April 21st Everybody in the league is supposed to get paid automatically. It's automatic direct deposit kind of thing on every Friday. So on April the 28th, a whole bunch of dudes didn't get paid. And they were playing the Carolina Cobras, which they ended up losing 56 to 49. And one day later, their head coach quit because he ain't getting paid. Damon Ware just said, screw it. I'm gone. I'm not doing this anymore. Still, no payments have been conveyed to the team, to the players or the owners or or the uh, or or the coaches. And now they've had to suspend six of their best players because of a uh, fracas on the bus while they were in North Carolina playing the Cobras. Six of the best players on the team 
uh, got suspended. They did not say what happened on the bus, but the, the way that they found out was apparently when the bus pulled up to the hotel, they didn't give them their room keys. Awesome. They just refused to give them their room key. Like, nope, you're done. You're, you're suspended. You can't stay here. I don't, I, I, did they make them sleep on the bus or, or did they make them find their own way back to Albany from Charlotte or wherever this team is? Carolina Cobras, isn't that in Charlotte? Don't they play at the Bojangles so. or something? Yeah, one of the things I will tell you is somebody that traveled in sales for many years, uh, it, it was always the the unwritten rule of if you're going to misbehave, make sure you do it at home because they might just strand you somewhere. <laughs> right. 9.40 on Monday morning, police had to respond to a call of aggravated harassment at the hotel. The investigation is still going on, uh, you know. And despite the fact that they're not getting paid, apparently they're still still gearing up to play this week on the road in West Texas. Yeah. Here's what I'm gearing up for. The 2023 NFL football season. And so are our, our parents at big old ESPN. Yep. Here's something a lot of people don't know. Do you know there's going to be extra Monday Night Football games this year? Really? Five of them. Five of them. Double headers? Yep. I like it. So, well, that's the rumor. We won't know until the schedule comes out, which is a week from tomorrow. Now, we do know something. The A team is Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. Right. That we know. The B team had been Steve Levy, Lewis Riddick, and Dan Orlovsky. It appears that the B team will continue to consist of Lewis Riddick and Dan Orlovsky, who are two of, sm- two of the smartest people in all of media. But there has been a change at the top. No more Steve Levy. Enter Chris Fowler. Nice. All in. I love Steve Levy. He is such a great analyst. But Chris Fowler is that dude. I, I mean, I- he showed it last year when he did the, the game with-, with Herbie. This was the right call. I hate it for Steve Levy. I really do. But I think those three doing the secondary games is going mm-hmm. to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I would, and I can't I wait to, to see what that looks like. I know we'll have the doubleheader week one. But this, so the, the release from ESPN says with an increase in Monday night football secondary games beginning in the 2023 season, the network is replacing play-by-player Steve Levy with Chris Fowler on its second team. That makes me think we're going to have a whole mess of doubleheaders, and I love it! Well, you said five extras, so... Well, there's five extra games somewhere. They did not specifically say what secondary games meant. Mm-hmm. So, could be, a, could be a little surprise when the schedule comes out, and I'm here for it. Uh, absolutely, and you said uh, schedule comes out next Tuesday? Next Thursday. Next Thursday. Yep. May the 11th is the... Uh, that was the projected date, and that came out at the draft. That may have changed, so if it has, somebody please let me know. Yep. I have not seen anything to say that that's not going to happen. All right. Uh, the draft grades continue here in the sportsocracy following the NFL draft this past weekend. Doing all the AFC teams here, and let's talk about it. Yeah, here you go. Uh, all the all you all you guys tuned in in the chat just for this. It's the Cleveland Browns. You got Deshaun Watson. You're hoping that with a full off season, everybody can gel, you can make this thing work. Did they do the right things in the draft, though? 
So there are several people that have come in and said that they're here just for, uh, they're here to see the Cleveland Browns draft grade. All right. I'm going to throw the headline and then we'll get into the class. Okay. No team in the NFL would have scored higher on a value chart from me than the Cleveland Browns. No team did more with less, and it's not even kind of close. Capital-wise, they were close to the Los Angeles Rams. Their grade is exponentially better. Because what am I supposed to not like? So you get Cedric Tillman, who's one of the only big-bodied receivers in this class. I think we'll replace your little boyfriend, Donovan Peoples-Jones, in about mm, seven minutes. Yes. Because he's just flat out a better player. He Mm -hmm. does more things. You got him at 74. Siaki Aika. I think with the addition of Dalvin Tomlinson, you don't have to rush him in. And you can really work with him to round off the game. Something that didn't happen when he when he left LSU, went to Baylor. I just never really, really saw the I never saw the, the the game improve. So he's a risk for sure. But I think this was a good spot. Tawan mm-hmm. Jones in the fourth round. There were people in the media contest that had Dewan Jones in the first round. Yep. I was almost one of them. And I really thank you who shall not be named in very large NFL media that sent me a text and said four guys that you should under no circumstances put in the first round. And Dewan Jones was one of them. Yep. I think he what caused felt, him to fall, though? I, I've heard different answers on that. Uh, it's a, a commitment thing. Uh, some people are worried about his weight. Some people are worried about the medical. The thing that I haven't heard anybody was worried about is the game mm-hmm. and the, the raw skill and the raw potential you're, you're putting him behind Jedrick Wills and Jack Conklin. So it, I'm not sure there are two better pros you could learn from in the league than those two. Mm-hmm. Maybe just don't let him stay too close to Jack Conklin because you're worried about conditioning and injuries and things like that. And that's been his biggest problem over his career. Right. Isaiah McGuire didn't do a ton for me, but you know, they can't all be wins. Dorian Thompson Robinson did less than nothing for me. I do not understand what it is that people see in him, but he's a fine, he's a fine backup. He's a mobile quarterback that you can slot in. Should Deshaun get he's a hangnail fine. or something? He's fine. Okay. Just, and then the last two, the last two is what gave this this class the grade that it gets. There were people in the league that told me Cam Mitchell was going to go on day two. Many of them. Because the, the talent is there. We're just not 100% sure what position he's going to play. And now I'm turning him over to Jim Schwartz. Yep, fine with that. I'm just fine with that. And Luke Whipler in the sixth round is unequivocally one of the biggest jokes I've ever seen. Comical, yeah. It's one of the biggest jokes I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So you get two guys from the same offensive line that really know each other and can really push each other. Do you know where PFF had Luke Whipler on their board? The, the final board? I would guess it was somewhere in the 50s. 54. Yeah. And they got him at 190. Mm-hmm. I know there are some people that, aren't, that are not going to like this in the chat. The Cleveland Browns get an A. Yes. You did more with less than anybody. And I'm not saying that because there are people in the chat. If I wanted to kill it, I would kill it. And trust me, there's a team that you're going to see me do that with very soon. Overall, the entire offseason, this team gets an A for all of it. I would agree. I would agree. Because because here's how I quantified the Browns draft. All right, you got Elijah Moore for 
the move uh, with the move down. So in my head, your first round pick was Elijah Moore. Your second round pick was Cedric Tillman. Mm-hmm. You had two thirds with Ica and Jones, and then you got everybody else in, in day three. That's an A class because Elijah Moore would have been the number one receiver in this class, and I don't think it would have been all that close. Yep. And then you look at uh, what they added in the offseason to the defense with Dalvin Tomlinson and Okoronkwo and Juan Thornhill was an understated pickup of a veteran safety. This team's going to be very, very competitive, and North is going to be so much fun this year. And I'd be remiss if I didn't point out you could get the Cleveland Browns to win this division right now, plus 450 on DraftKings Sportsbook. Just ask me how I know. Ask me if there might be a ticket in my pocket that says Browns to win the division. I feel like that's a mistake. I think this is the Bengals' division to own, but it's not like they're going to be head and shoulders. At plus 450, it's one of the greatest values in the NFL right now. At plus 450, it is. you can get the Denver Broncos. Uh, the Broncos are cheaper than that. Really? Yes. With the Chiefs and the Chargers. Huh. I'm just saying, that's the best division in football. Straight up. The AFC North is the best division in football, and I don't want to argue about it anymore. I could see all four teams of that division winning that division. Mm-hmm. It's the only division in football I can say that about. Yeah. All right. Uh, how did the uh, How did the Denver Broncos do? Ah, uh, nobody circles the... <clears throat> like the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Not happy with the Denver oh. Broncos selections. Apparently, as Floster Diamonds, Jeremy Green, first round pick. They didn't have one of those. Second round pick, number 63 overall. Take Marvin Mims, the wide receiver out of Oklahoma. Sorry, I can't stop looking at that without laughing. In my head, I switched Drew Sanders and Marvin Mims just to make my uh, to make my brain not bleed. Third round, top of the third round, 67. That was Drew Sanders, the linebacker from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And then at 83 in the third round, Riley Moss, cornerback out of iowa uh-huh and then the sixth round you got jl skinner from boise state who's alex, hurt alex forsyth from oregon who couldn't stop doing dumb dumb things uh in college in the seventh round um i i, I i've been doing this a long time all right i've been doing this so long that if there was a child born the day i started covering the nfl draft professionally uh, that child would almost be getting their learner's permit to drive a car. I don't think I've ever seen a worse draft class in my life. I told you there was a falafel. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Falafel. <laughs> Awful. Just genuinely a joke. A, you took Marvin Mims ahead of 15 better receivers. Easy. B, Drew Sanders does not fit your defense at all unless you think he's an edge rusher and if you do i wanted to say something right there that i couldn't say and it's not because it was vulgar it's because yep i'm just gonna move on riley moss ah that's fine i'm not gonna gonna bang on you too hard for that one because that's about where he should have gone jl skinner may not play a down all year long and alex forsyth may never play a down in the nfl Mm -hmm. that's your haul oh by the way and your pick was the best corner in this draft Congratulations on Russell Wilson. Let's ride! You better hope Sean Payton is everything he's been sold to be because he is walking into a gunfight and he's got a stick. And it's not even a big stick. It's like a twig that still has some leaves on it. And he just swings it at you and it goes... 
<laughs> and that's all he's got. I, I, I've never seen a worse. And, and look, I know you didn't have a lot of capital. Mm-hmm. I get it. You still had three picks in the top 83. Do you know how many of my players that were in the top 100 you walked away with? None. One. Oh, wow. Drew Sanders. And uh, guess what? He didn't venture scheme. At all. It was bad, but bad, bad, but bad, bad. I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure that Sean Payton didn't just go full sleeper agent to fire George Payton a year from now. Like, well, we can't do it now. But a year from now, when we get four snaps out of our rookie class, maybe then we can fire him. Right. So this is just full on uh, Sean Payton just lost his way. I, I, that, I don't know what this was, to be honest with you. This, I, is, I, this is not some three-dimensional chess thing that Peyton got one over on all of us. I have tried. I've tried. Because I try to be as impartial as humanly possible. All right, you know I was not big on Marvin Mims coming in. I have tried to find somebody that likes this class. I ain't found one yet. Mm-hmm. Not nary a one. And the fact, the sheer fact, that in one offseason, you have tried to trade Cortland Sutton, you've tried to trade Jerry Judy, then you pick up the fifth-year option on Judy and take another receiver anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many receivers you think you need for this dumpster fire quarterback you have, but now you have four that play. You know what three of them have in common? What? They couldn't block Joe Biden. So um, good luck running the ball. I really hope you plan on on trotting out 13 personnel a lot. It's 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 the most confounding thing I've ever seen. It's the, that old line of you are the dumbest smart person I've ever seen in my life. Denver Broncos, welcome to the chat because <laughs> that is the dumbest draft I've ever seen from a group of smart people like wow. that. Wow. All right. Uh, so the, maybe fueling the fire here on the talk that George Payton's going to get fired. Um, in the chat, Alex S said uh, Walmart invested in the worst value humanly possible. I'm gonna be. I'll be 100 honest with you. If if Walmart sold draft classes, they wouldn't even put the great value sticker on this one. Oh. They'd be like, "Go grocery. That's go. That's <laughs> that goes to where things are dead and they're they're expired, and you have to eat them today." Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. Times are tight. Go grocery. There's one look. There's a reason that we tell you low prices love the savings because that, my friends, is a high level grocery store. (laughs) That is that is high quality. Uh, It is the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. 99 92.9 i just wait full kiss country just 99.9 today's best hits. Woo! Country morning, (laughs) y'all. We'll be right back when we come back. It'll be time for Jeremy's banger of the night in the NBA, and he's a little salty over that whole MVP thing. Did you know Ingalls only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Maybe it's time to reward yourself. Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. Grass-fed, organic, you name it. Not only that, we'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. And we grind meat fresh in the store multiple times a day. It's all in the bag. That's the best meat in town for the best folks in town. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. 
Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Coffee's for closers only. Get them the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Three and one Tuesday night, and the only thing I missed was the game I told you to tread lightly because I didn't know if Hemi Butler was going to play or not. He didn't. Knicks won. Lakers-Warriors is going to be an absolute banger of a series, and that's coming from a guy that doesn't love watching the NBA. Only one game tonight, which means... I got a second to complain. You explain to me how Joel Embiid's MVP and it's not Nikola Jokic. Should have been three-time MVP of my soon-to-be 2023 NBA champion Denver Nuggets. Sorry. Okay. I'm done now. This is Green on Green brought to you by Ingles Markets. Low prices. Love the savings. That MVP, Joel Embiid and his Philadelphia 76ers are back in Boston tonight for game two. Boston's an eight-point favorite over under his 216 and a half. I'm going to start with the easy part of this. This is going under. These two teams really like going through slugfest, especially when both are fully healthy, which they will be tonight. I think this is a low-scoring game. I think this is one of those grinded-out last-possession games. So I am aggressively hitting under the 216.5. Now, for what happens in the game, having Joel Embiid back is huge for Philadelphia. The question is, can James Harden be the same player he was in Game 1 in game two. Boston needs this to keep from going down 0-2 and heading back to Philadelphia. I do think Boston will win, but this is going to be an absolute slugfest, and it's going to be close. Give me the Boston Celtics to win. Philadelphia plus the eight. They will keep this game close, and they will cover and give me under 216 and a half. For more, follow us on all the social medias at the Sportsocracy, and as always, Green on Green is brought to you by Ingles Markets. Love the savings with Ingles. Love the winnings with me. Smell it out. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. It is the Sportsocracy second hour of the program here on a Wednesday afternoon, the second and final day of the work week for us here in the Sportsocracy. We're keeping those millennial hours this week. No <laughs> big deal. That's right. We've got Braves baseball tomorrow, and then Friday will just be a uh, mental health day, as we've been calling it. Uh, here in the sportsocracy, we'll resume. Don't call with it you. that again. Just, uh, I, <laughs> you've I been can't. calling it that all I afternoon. Know, I know. I call it a lazy fat mullet today i don't care what you call it <laughs> whatever it takes it's not not that okay right. i'm fine we know we 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 did uh all of the nfc draft grades yesterday we got all the afc draft grades here on today's program uh if you missed the first hour really the biggest takeaway was a lot of fighting between the afc north and jeremy basically assessing that the draft class for the denver broncos Oh, oh, I was, I was so close. I tried. Yep. I tried so hard. Yep. Yep. Failure on your part. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm here to tell Failure. you that 
you're probably going to find out as you go out there that you're not going to amount to jack squat. There it was. Better late than never. Yeah, Denver Broncos got the uh, falafel grade. Or the, uh, as we used to call them, the Gary Busey grade. Oh, oh, we should bring back the Gary Busey. Why are we not doing that? I don't know. I don't know. You you strayed away from the Gary Buseys. Oh, why are uh, we not doing that anymore? That was phenomenal. (laughs) That is reinstituted as of right now. (laughs) As of right now. And Denver got this year's Gary Busey. Because apparently nothing they did uh, fits their scheme. Uh, they overdrafted crazy. Marvin Mims. It's just not not pretty. It's just the crazy for being crazy. Let's go. Now it's time to talk about the Houston Texans. They made the biggest waves in the draft as they took C.J. Stroud at number two, and then they traded up to number three. They just keep the we might as well just keep the uh, the, the Chris Farley theme going. Uh huh. Uh, many of you think that was Chris Farley. That was actually Nick Casario one year from now. When you have the number one pick of the draft and it goes to Arizona. But at least we got an edge rusher. That's right. I am confounded by this. I understand that a lot of people like it. You got CJ Stroud, who I told you repeatedly, I didn't I was not in love with. Mm-hmm. Didn't think he was worth the second pick in the draft. And now I can definitively say his weapons in college were better than his weapons in the NFL. <laughs> don't get to say that very often. No, no, you don't. As, uh, Robert Woods is your number one wide receiver. All right. Going into this year, you got John Mechie, who didn't play last year because of the leukemia diagnosis and treatment. And then you got Nico Collins, who's still just hanging on trying to do stuff. Which, I mean, I'm telling you right now, if the Houston Texans were, uh, if this was 2001 and they were an expansion team, that would be a formidable wide receiver room. It, Unfortunately, you've been building that uh, pile of, of excrement for 22 years. I was say, it's sad to look at this wide receiver core and go the probably the best wide receiver from last year's production was Noah Brown. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, and not only is that your receiver room, now you're putting a quarterback whose biggest problem was it wasn't the arm, it was that he doesn't go through progressions and he really needed receivers to be wide open. Mm-hmm. And now you have a room of receivers that have never actually been wide open. Awesome. That will work so well. Uh, Notorious B.I.G. said that I'm the only media person that uh, that he's seen that has not liked the Houston draft. Totally get it. They've never been a Stroud fan. My thing is not really the two players that you got. I like Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. I specifically said I don't know how I feel about him being the best pass rusher on his team off the jump because I am not sure he is that guy. And I'm not sure having no one to take pressure off of you is going to look particularly attractive early on. I'm also looking at your secondary going, huh, you know, that secondary is actually a group that I think your receiver room could get open on. So that this is a recipe for bad, but bad, bad, but bad, bad. This would be why you don't leave lame duck GMs in power. You remember we were talking about a, a GM uh, that Casario could be gone after the draft. Mm-hmm. That's obviously not going to happen. Mm-hmm. 
he's going to be gone in a year. I have zero doubt of that. None. D'Amico Ryans, I think he's a great coach. He's a first-time head coach. Got a staff of many first-time in their position. Right. Now you have a rookie quarterback. You have a – I'm going to be kind here and say bad defense because most of what I want to say is egregious vulgarity. I've never seen a more confounding trade in my life. Ever. You give up that much for an edge rusher. Uh-huh. Okay. And and you took a quarterback. I had gotten okay with Houston's not taking one. Mm-hmm. You'll roll with Davis Mills for another year. You know you're bad. Next year, you'll be in line to take Caleb Williams or Drake May. Fine. Take Tyree Wilson. Take Will Anderson. I don't care. Take another piece at 12. You're hunky-dunky. And you know what you did? You did that number one thing that Jeremy Green tells you quite often not to do. You tried to jump in line. Yeah, you did. And you know what's going to happen this time? There's going to be a big old bear that looks like me that's going to say, how about you go back to where you you get back where you belong? Because I saw what you did. Have you seen their schedule? No. It's borderline evil. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even talking at this point about the players in the class. Which, I'll go ahead and tell you, I didn't love a lot of what you did after the first two either. Juice Scruggs, you took him too high. Tank Dell, okay, I mean, that's fine. Uh, Dylan Horton took him too, in my opinion, took him too high. Henry To'o To'o, man, you really like Alabama linebackers, don't you? Jared Patterson was probably my favorite value pick of the class. Uh, yeah, here's who you get to play. So here's who they play in Houston. You tell me how many wins there are here. Arizona. He might be Arizona, yeah. depending on when it falls in. Saints, Bucks, Broncos, Browns, Steelers, Colts, Jaguars, Titans. How many games you win in there? Two, two or three. I, I th- three. I would actively ask for you to piddle in this cup because I think you were on recreational drugs. Let's say I get to three. Uh, you're on the road: Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers, Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals, New York Jets, Colts, Jaguars, Titans. I'll, I'll say this right now: I'm gonna look directly in this camera and tell you this. If the Houston Texans win more than five games next year, I'll deep fry the hat on my head and eat it. And I got news for you. I've never been more confident of anything in my entire life. Right. So you traded a pick that could have been Marvin Harrison Jr. next year. You know, a weapon that your quarterback's pretty comfortable with. And instead you went, no, no, we got to get that edge rush right now because we're ready to compete. You're the worst team in the AFC. Not close. But but Indianapolis, they have Jonathan Taylor. You don't. Mm-hmm. They have DeForest Buckner. You don't. You're the worst team in your conference, and you don't have your first-round pick next year. You also don't have your third-round pick mm-hmm. because your GM got impatient because he's he, career-wise, he's got one foot in the grave and one foot on a banana peel. Right, because he knows. Because he knows this is his last shot. And if by some chance the new coach can come in and set a culture and you could win six games seven games at best then you probably get to keep your job for one more year i and and my argument to that is going to be until you win let's say you win those six games because you know uh, i mean i guess hell could freeze over Mm -hmm. Uh, i guess that is a possibility Mm -hmm. uh so let's take that tenth of a percent of a chance and then realize that the minute the season ends you're gonna go Oh, there's nine premier players in this draft. We'd have had the seventh pick. But that goes to Arizona because we got an edge rusher that had six and a half sacks. 
awesome. <laughs> Just uh, inept franchises can't help but be inept. Mm-hmm. I said this on the draft telecast. The Houston Texans are the poverty franchise of the NFL, and it ain't going to stop anytime soon. Now, from what I have heard after this draft, that it was obviously Nick Casario making the call on the C.J. Stroud pick at two. And then it was D'Amico Ryans, apparently, who was in love with Will Anderson. Had to have him, had to go get him. You took your shot. Was it? the best possible scenario no but you could have an a, a, a multiple year old pro edge rusher and who's to say you wouldn't have flamed out on the pick next year um next year it's going to be hard to flame out on a, pick, on a pick if what you just said is true they're more of a dumpster fire than i thought mm-hmm. that you're letting your first year head coach bang the table and giving up your first-round pick next year. Here's the other thing I've yet to hear anybody say. Did you have to? You tell me who was just itching to get to three. The Arizona Cardinals had had a for-sale sign on that pick for two months. Mm-hmm. They had a handful of offers. To what, From what I've been told, not a single one of them included a first-round pick next year. Mm-hmm. Not a single one. And so you give up you give up all of this. And I guarantee you, you get that that inside the war room of the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not sure that they weren't just going full on shotsies at do you realize how bad we just fleeced Houston? I can't think of a letter low enough for this for this for this class. I don't have it. You had more capital than any team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And you managed to come away from uh, from this class with two no-doubt starters, day one, mm-hmm. and a bunch of maybe. That is what train wrecks do. And this is why you're the Houston Texans. You had a few years of Deshaun Watson that covered up the smell, and yet you've still been the corpse of the NFL for the vast majority of your time in this league. This is why. This is why. Mm-hmm. They look back at the they they look at look back at the good old days, which wasn't too long ago, and go, we had a quarterback, we had the edge rushers. That's how this team was built, and I guess they're trying to do it again. I and the 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 prevailing thought for me is okay. Let's say C.J. Stroud is. I, I I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and say he ends up as good as Bryce Young. I would say that puts his ceiling as top 12 quarterback in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So, Dak Prescott. It's about where he falls in. Mm -hmm. Let's say Will Anderson is Von Miller. Is this roster any good? As it sits right now, is this roster any good? How many rosters in the NFL are worse? Even with what I just said. I don't know. Chicago Bears aren't. Chicago Bears are not. Other teams that were in the top five, Arizona Cardinals are not. Mm-hmm. Healthy, it's not even close. Colts healthy, not close. Denver Broncos, not close. The LA Rams, I think, are the only one that are even worth discussing. And they have Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald. They're, they're at least high in talents on that roster. Mm-hmm. I cannot fathom how this idea came up in the room 
and somebody didn't go, are you out of your freaking mind? And instead, they just, nope, hand the card in. We're good. Let the good times roll. Nope. A plus, we win. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. And I won't be shocked if three of the guys they drafted don't make the roster. Uh, Chad Regan in the YouTube comments says, are the Texans better than last year's team? Because they were competitive in a lot of games last year with that roster. Competitive in the NFL is a relative term. They win? Nope. Second worst, second worst record in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Should have had the worst record, but you won a game against the Colts that didn't mean squat. Right. And I'm not sure that they won't do the same thing this year. I'm, I would say they probably can run the ball. Uh, your, your quarterback play will maybe be a hair better but i don't think much better this is a raw quarterback nobody wants to talk about that but that's the case right uh and he's going into a situation that he has never seen before he has no receiver that he can count on i think with what they added in the draft to me there's no question that this team is better than they were last year roster wise i don't know that i agree with you really i think you're in this Take away it's, Brandon Cooks and now lather, it's, rinse, repeat. It's the same thing all over again. Name me the player that, you lost Ogronkowa to that went to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. You lost two of the six best players on this roster, and now you're telling me this team's better than they were because they have a rookie quarterback that I didn't want to see play until the middle of the year anyway, and an edge rusher that every team can go, hey, block that guy and worry about nothing else. Because <laughs> you got a bunch of retreads here who are trying to save their careers and avoid the XFL. Awesome. Houston Texan football, get your season tickets now. Woo! Uh, so, needless to say, Flusher Thomas didn't like it. F minus, minus, minus. Good gravy. Actually, I'd like a, a, a five pounds of excrement on top of that to, to really convey yep. how badly I didn't like this. Yeah, uh, the House of Reprehensibles uh, completely disagrees with you. Uh, it's, it's a B for this team and i'm with them and i'm gonna remind all of you of that a year from now when the arizona cardinals get a king's ransom for the texans pick and still get a better quarterback you are in the sportsocracy this is espn asheville 92.9 fm 880 am and 1400 the indianapolis colts draft grade is next at Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home when it's time to buy. Visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. That is some good, clean family fun there, eh, Kai? We are back in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Today, AFC draft grades. 
draft was fun process over the three days, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at the Village Porch, 51 North Merriman Avenue, your official football home of the sportsocracy. Uh, we will be making many more live appearances as the uh, as the months go on and as we get closer and closer and uh, finally into football season next year. If you were uh, a, if you were a purveyor of things that we did on Sundays, I have a feeling that and, and you liked what we just did. I have a feeling that you're going to like what's coming. Just put it that way. The Indianapolis Colts. I have I have I have I've seen bad draft grades for them. I've seen really good draft grades for them. Flostradamus, where did the Colts draft class fall in for you after they took Anthony Richardson at four? So I, I've heard a lot of of why Richardson went higher and why Levis fell. Most of it was I have yet to talk to a person now that we're outside of the draft and everybody can be real, real honest. I've yet to hear one person that had a negative thing to say about Anthea Richardson as a person. Mm -hmm. I've yet to hear one that has said anything positive about Will Levis. Will Levis came off as a bit of a jerk, Mm -hmm. played nine holes with Shane Steichen, and all of a sudden, as soon as that was over, they were all in on Anthea Richardson. I don't know how big a jerk you have to be in nine holes. I've never seen one of those. Uh, to to completely audible that. But was there at any moment where he ripped a drive and then kissed his bicep? Oh, because sure he was. totally oh, no strikes doubt. me as that kind of guy. No doubt. They're like, look how sweet that was. And I guarantee wow. you, every time uh, Stein could put one over water, he'd just yell, "Ah, it's wet." <laughs> That's a mulligan. It's two strokes. You count that as two strokes. You. you you try to cheat over there. And he played really, really slow. Oh, no. Oh, which Patrick can't lay slow. It. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, which he played. It. Br- oh, my God. I just realized Will Levis and Bryson DeChambeau are brothers. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have been as high on Will Levis as I was. They're probably the on the same, uh, the, the same amount of muscle milk. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> Levis doesn't do milk. It's all oh, mayo. Oh, yeah, that's right. All yes. mayo. <laughs> muscle mayo. That's not mayonnaise. I all right. I I I look at the Colts and I don't love that Anthony Richardson's going to have to play right away. They've already said he's going to come in as quarterback two. He's going to be behind Minshew. Okay, that that mitigates a little risk for me. Yeah, but then as a, as you hear Shane Steichen keep talking about, yeah, it, keep talking about. Well, you got to play to get better. Well, that tells me Anthony Richardson is uh, the A one since day six. So take the first round pick out of it. What am I supposed to not like? It's a good Julius question. Julius Brent's had first round hype. Talked about it at mm-hmm. nauseum. Mm-hmm. Got him at forty four. Josh Downs, that was a guy we had you penciled in taking in the second round. Got him in the third. Blake Freeland, Adatamawa Adabuare, who you got in the fourth round. Darius Rush, Daniel Scott, Will Mallory, Evan Hull, Jake Witt, Jalen Jones, and Titus Leo out of Wagner. I'd be lying if I was. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to tell you. I don't know who the kid he is. You said you're a big fan. I mean, it's, it's Wagner. So, it, oddly enough, Wagner, two players selected in this class. Indeed, Patriot Front League football. Just Let's go. Done. Let's go. <laughs> from the from the second from the start of the second round on, the Indianapolis Colts would have gotten an A plus plus. Mm-hmm. Straight up, they'd have had Crushed as it. high a grade as you could possibly have. I, I, the Richardson thing has risk. Here's what I'll say about that: He doesn't have to be 
all that great to be better than everything they've had for the last since Andrew Luck since Andrew Luck retired. Mm-hmm. And I just I'm looking at this going, you know, even if he never develops into a refined passer, he's always going to be a threat. He's always going to be a headache. Mm-hmm. And I get it. You want to mitigate not having that many weapons? Give me a quarterback that's six foot five and runs a four four. Yep. I think it immediately helps the offense. And, and and I'm telling you, before Jalen Hurts, I'd have killed this. I'd have killed this and said it's an F solely because they took Anthony Richards than I. Absolutely, Richards than but I. not but you've seen not only Jalen Hurts work, but you've seen this coach do it with Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he thinks Anthony Richardson can be the guy to 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 play that Jalen Hurts role. I mean, obviously you're gonna need some weapons around him and that was that was the one thing I didn't like about the draft, although I don't really know who you should have taken regarding because you didn't have great options at wide receiver. Josh Downs is great. I, I love mm-hmm. him, you know, Tar Heel fan, born and bred, love the kid. You're gonna see I think a lot he's gonna of twelve be just fine. You're gonna see a lot of twelve from this team. Uh when they're in three wides, you'll see Josh Downs in the slot. Uh with the matchup nightmares they have at tight end. Oh yeah, and you have Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh Harry in our YouTube comments said uh, eight man box on every play. That's what they said about Lamar Jackson, too. And the problem with that is the linebackers aren't fast enough to keep up with him. And even if they do, they can't get him down. Right. So, I, I, and I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. That means you're going to get one-on-ones with Michael Pittman, which really mitigates the risk of him not being super accurate. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just I don't have much negative to say about this. The risk of Richardson takes it away from an A-plus for me. But it's a solid A. It's a solid eight, and I didn't think about it for two seconds. And if this team can stay healthy, then they've got an opportunity to win some games. The Colts had a low-key Rams problem of their roster did not have a, a great amount of depth. I will be shocked if less than six players become impact, legit contributors mm-hmm. out of this class. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking all the way to Jake Witt. Yep, He could be... A starting tackle in this league, and you got him at 236. So despite, in your opinion, setting the number four pick on fire. Uh, I not, did not say I that. know you didn't say that. I'm being hyperbolic. But I'm saying, aside from that, you say this would have been an A-plus class. If you took the first-round pick off of it, mm-hmm. let's say they traded it for uh, Houston's pick next year, <laughs> uh, this would have been an A-plus plus. Yep. I love everything they did. All right, so your final grade for them is a B-plus? A. Solid oh, it's an A. a. Oh, it's solid a solid a. a. Okay. Yep. Solid stand up, walk off home run. I like. I th- I'll be honest with you. I think they passed Tennessee, just with the draft class. Really. Okay. All right. The AFC South Marathon will continue next here in the Sportsocracy as uh, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars to discuss. I, uh, I all the nice things that I just said about. Indianapolis, don't get used to those. Because with Jacksonville next, there's going to be a lot of bad. Ba bad, bad, ba bad, bad. You're in the sportsocracy, and when we come back, we'll get weird, and then we'll jump in the Jacksonville Jaguars 2023 NFL Draft Grade. To all the moms out there who save the day on a daily basis, for kids big and small, we at Ingalls got your back. Happy Mother's Day, moms. 
Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida... And there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Back in the sportsocracy inside the Ingles studio. It's time to get weird. Jeremy, the most, uh, what? what is it, the uh, nine worst words in the English language? I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, we, we all know that it's uh, always a fun game to play when you start tracking where dollars are spent grant dollars are spent and up in northampton massachusetts twenty thousand dollars in grant money from the american rescue plan which was the covid19 pandemic stimulus package are being put to i mean a great use a great use it's it's going to (laughs) street improvements i guess we can say we can you know shovel ready jobs i don't know anyway so they're going to spend twenty thousand dollars and for your purchase of twenty thousand dollars what could you expect to get what i mean you said they say they're going to spend twenty thousand dollars on a road project what would you say you would want to see if you were a citizen oh in the state of north carolina Uh, just of anywhere your city says we're getting a twenty thousand dollar grant to upgrade the infrastructure you're expecting Potholes filled or, you know, something useful, right? I'm expecting eight guys standing around road cones that are blocking a road and nothing actually happening. That's what I'm expecting. <laughs> but I'm from North Carolina, and I've seen it for too long. <laughs> every day. You see it every day. So um, the $20,000 is going to be used for custom manhole covers. What? Yep, custom manhole covers. You mean like? Along Main Street. What are they going to have on them? What would you like to see on them? Uh, personally, I'd like to see a beer logo, like the rejoiner that we have see, on the YouTube. That's a good street. idea. That's a good idea. No, they're going. Uh, they're they're going more. I mean, historic purposes here. Great markers for the great history that is Northampton, Massachusetts. The four manhole covers. They're all going to uh, represent Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo, and Raphael. The Ninja Turtles. The Ninja Turtles. Yeah! That's right. They're going to have these uh, four custom manhole covers are going to mark downtown where the Mirage Studios used to be headquartered in Northampton, Massachusetts. This is where the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were created and produced low those many years ago. Of course, then launching into the 
you know, going from from after school cartoon to massive box office success. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtle manhole covers. $20,000 for four manhole covers. That seems like a waste of money. Heroes in a half shell. Turtle power. Uh, I was into the turtles before it was Batman. I mean, you before it was Batman, it was the turtles. I might have a scar from a uh, ill-fated uh, recreation. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. It's actually the gnarliest scar I have. Yikes. Yikes. Fought professionally at one point. And the gnarliest scar is I took a... A, a header off my grandmother's couch. That's a thing that happened. Can't see it because I got so much hair, but it's there. One of my favorite crazy people on the planet Earth is one Nicolas Cage. I am, after reading this story, earlier in the show, we said we're going to reinstitute the Gary Busey. Yes. Which was our grade for things that were just crazy for the sake of being crazy. I am here to, to, to stake my claim and plant my flag and officially submit my bid that that should actually be called the Nicholas Cage. Last night he was on the Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and he's promoting this horrid-looking Renfield Dracula movie thing he's in. Mm-hmm. First of all, whoever cast Nick Cage as, as a vampire—that's the role he was born to play. Uh, B, he may actually be a vampire now that I'm looking at him, and you're not—you're aging like weird. Colbert asked him a slew of questions. Use the Colbert questionnaire. Okay. Asked him things like, what is the best sandwich he's ever had and a slew of other things. Then he came up to, what is your first memory? What is your first memory? My first mm-hmm. memory? First thing you remember of the world. I believe it when I believe it was when I was left in the car seat, in the back seat of the car, and uh, the parking brake wasn't engaged and it went rolling down the hill and my uncle wayne chasing after the car i think i was probably two three years old i vividly remember that <clears throat> couldn't have lied right there could you hey, <laughs> couldn't have come up with something funny mine's the 94 national championship because that's the first wager i ever won <laughs> true story nicholas cage this was his answer so let me think listen i know this sounds really far out and i don't know if it's real or not but sometimes I think I can go all the way back to in utero and feeling like I could see faces in the dark or something. Uh-huh. Okay, there's a lot to unpack from that statement. First of all, if you're seeing faces in utero and you don't have a twin, we need to talk about your developmental process because something went horribly wrong. You're trying to tell me you remember being born? There are certain people I can hear that from. Aaron Rodgers. If he said that, I'd go, you actually believe that. I look at Nick Cage and go, you're crazy enough to actually believe that's true. I don't think there's anything the man could say that I would go, no, you just did that. No, you're actually a crazy person. Is he officially the craziest person in Hollywood now? No. Oh, I don't, who's I don't cra- think Name so. me a crazier one. I don't know. Tom Cruise is probably still in there. Tom Cruise He's still is a Tom Cruise is That's for a Tom Cruise. The only thing it could be worse if he was a vegan. Tom, oh, that's for second. All right, that's two. Let's see, if, let's see if Tank can get himself fired before we get out of here. Tom Cruise is crazy, but I don't. I don't think he's necessarily a danger to anybody. You think Nick is? Oh, no doubt. 
Oh, I, I feel like Nick Cage is one bad breakup away from just going full crazy time. And Tom Cruise is like five foot two. He's, he's I mean, he's only got you by like an inch. So you just want to skip, 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 skip. You're a little fella. You're like a little teddy bear. Ah, you're crazy. He's just confined into this little teeny tiny. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, that's I actually I that a, Cage is the craziest. Thing I, I think that's a, a a social media question for after the show. Who is actively the craziest celebrity? I didn't plan that beforehand, but I think we could get some tremendous answers. Oh, to that. I'm sure. I'm sure we can. So Nick Cage, Nick Cage, latest, my vote, He believes no he knows. He believes he has memories from inside his mother's womb, which is ridiculous. Correct. Uh, he, he went on to say many other crazy things, but that was the one that really caught me of, wait, wait you care run that by me one more time? Charlie Sheen would have once had a a, a great claim on uh, uh, the craziest person in, in all of Hollywood. No doubt. But now he's reformed. Allegedly. You are in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. We are continuing with the AFC draft grades. Time to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars, who did not have the best of drafts. No, that's putting it nicely. Uh, picking at number 27 overall, they were, I mean, I guess they, they had their sights set. We got to get a tackle. And, and I don't went, really know we why. We got to have a tackle. And I don't know why. Cam Robinson, Walker Little, you're fine. For now. I, I, I agree. This is a move for the future, because Cam Robinson's still on one-year deals, isn't he? And he's still, aren't they still doing the franchise tag thing with him? Or have I, they sewn him up multiple years? I'm not going to lie. I don't know. I don't really care. I mean, he wasn't the franchise. I guess they did get him to a long-term they, deal because Evan Ingram was long, the franchise guy this year. I was about to say, I, I think they signed him to a long-term deal after they franchised him. Yeah. It's not even the Anton Harrison pick that I'm – it's fine. Okay. It's fine. You, you traded down a couple times. You got extra picks. Oh, and uh, Robin, I, I totally forgot Cam Robinson suspended for yes, the first yes. six games of the year. Yeah. Okay. So that means Walker Little's going to start on the left side. Anton Harrison's going to start on the right. Okay. That's really not the pick that I had an objection to. I told you Anton Harrison was going to the back end of the first. Mm-hmm. I don't love him. Just, okay. You traded down, got extra capital. It's everything you did from there, not named Antonio Johnson, that I'm like, what in the world are you seeing here? The second round, pick 61, they went Brenton Strange, the tight end out of Penn State. Way too high. That kid screamed up boards, and I cannot for the life of me tell you why. You watch the tape and go, okay, I mean, there's there's a player there, a fifth-round player. Mm-hmm. And, and you look at the tight ends they took him over, uh, just, mm-mm. Uh, it, it, that's going to be a no from me. Tank Bigsby in the third round, pick 88. How many back running, at Auburn. How many running backs were there in this class? A bunch. You could have had Dwayne McBride in the seventh round. Oh, and by the way, I had him rated higher. Then and Tank. it wasn't even, frankly, all that close. There are people that think he's going to hit a set, another gear in the NFL. And Okay. If you believe that, that's fine. Then you went Ventrell Miller, Tyler Lacey, two guys that I said do not have a position in the NFL. Ventrell's, a, a, to me, is a he'll be a special teamer. He'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Tyler Lacey, I don't know if he's an edge. I don't know if he's a defensive tackle. Yasir Abdul is fine. Antonio Johnson's fine. Parker Washington is a speedster that ran slow, and he's small, like teeny tiny small. 
I didn't have a draftable grade on another player they drafted. Really? Not one. I had Derek Parrish as a high-end uh, priority DFA with Lepke out of North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. That's it. And they did get Raymond Vohasic uh, from the North Carolina Tar Heels, the uh, defensive tackle, in the seventh round as well. And Cooper Hodges out of Appalachian State. So there was some local flavor added in for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But while that might be a talking point for some of us, that really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. These guys aren't going to play. I don't see. I, I, Anton Harrison will play. I'm not sure how well early. I'd completely forgotten the Cam Robinson thing. So, again, that wasn't really what I was banging on them for here. Mm-hmm. But that part makes sense. I don't like the rest of it. Yep. This Le- was, legitimately, there's, this is a D if I've ever seen yeah, one. Yeah, this was one of my does. This is a duh if I have ever seen one. Which um, the House of Reprehensibles, uh, we're we're all split. We're all split on this one. In fact, A got the most responses. Yeah, in the I, poll. I, so I, I, apparently, Doug Peterson is voting in our polls now because that's <laughs> the only way you got to an A. <laughs> uh, I was I was one of the does on that one, but uh, yeah. So twenty nine percent of the of the House apparently believes that the Jaguars got an A. In it, it, is, it is split as much as it could possibly be. Yep. Uh, by the way, we have breaking news. Who's going to break the news? 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 That little dance is just... This little dance is just genuinely terrible. I'm your huckleberry. Uh, Soaring Eagle uh, super chatted this, this at us. Uh, the Per Adam Schefter, former Raiders cornerback Rocky Sin. The team's best quarterback last year is expected to sign with the Baltimore Ravens. I still want Marcus Peters back. It's a good pickup for Baltimore. Hey, uh, yeah, Absolutely. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Um, but I still want Marcus Peters back. I don't care how big of a head case he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good. It's a good corner on the opposite side of Marlon Humphrey. That makes it make a little more sense that you didn't in any way address that in the draft. I had been told that that was probably coming i think he visited with him last week maybe before the draft or maybe even the week before that and so there was a thought coming out of this that that's where they were going to go so i mean that's a that's a value pickup that's that's what baltimore does say the same thing i said about their draft class hey look at you just adding a Another talented player to an already talented roster. Uh, we'll take a quick break here in the sportsocracy, and when we come back, we'll continue with the AFC draft grades. The Kansas City Chiefs, your defending Super Bowl champions, are up next. Nerd Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. At Ingles, we are proud to introduce our all-new curbside service, Just visit shop.ingles-markets.com or download the app to order, and our friendly staff will bring your groceries right to your car and have you ready to go in no time. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. 
At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. It is the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. We are back here with a super chat from not your cousin Colin Green. Uh, no, it's Colin, uh, not Colin. Green. Oh, it's the other Colin. No, it's, no, it's Colin, 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 Colin. Uh, the Green Bay Packers have officially signed Jordan Love to a one-year contract extension that ties him to the Green Bay Packers through the 2024 season. Uh, after I dug into that yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, it cuts down the guaranteed money. Right now, he has a much higher opportunity to make more money, but it cuts down the guarantee. But it's not that much more money, right? It's like twenty four million compared to the twenty million that he would have got on the it was extension, uh, right? It was seventeen, if I remember correctly, and somebody correct me on this if I'm wrong. I think it was seventeen on the option. Uh, it was, it's 14 and a half base here and can go up to 22 and a half. Okay. So just moving the numbers around. Right. All right. So Jordan Love, uh, putting that vote of confidence in before the season starts here. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs defending Super Bowl champions. How did their draft weekend go? Flostradamus. I, I like Anadike Azama. I'm in like with him. I'm not in love. Mm-hmm. That was their first round pick at number thirty-one. It was a it was a mess of guys that I went. Eh, uh, yeah, I mean it's it's good. Mm-hmm. I like Wanya Morris a lot. Rishi Rice. Uh, you just I'm just telling you, you watch this kid go into Kansas City and be the next receiver that just works, and you add him to uh, Sky Moore and and Kadarius Tony. This is the fastest team in the history of time. Mm-hmm. There was just nothing that really moved me. It's a lot of depth pieces. Uh, Keandre Coburn is is one that interests me, and B.J. Thompson, the the fifth round pick, was somebody that he had gotten a lot of hype late. So I knew he was going to get drafted. I, was, I I don't think I thought it was going to be that high. Mm-hmm. So Kansas City is they did exactly what they do. Hey, we're going to take a bunch of developmental guys. We took seven of them. Of those seven, one is really safe. If we hit on two of them, great. If two more have a role, phenomenal. But when you have a draft class like you had last year, yep. it's, it's not a whole lot of – I can't hammer Kansas City for taking potential guys. You don't have anywhere to play. I mean, how long did it take the guys last year? And that was an exponentially better class than this one. Oh, yeah. It took a lot of entries to get that secondary mm-hmm. on the field for the playoffs, and they, and they all played really well. And Shamari Connor will be an absolute special teams dog. A little high for that, but it's Kansas City. And I, I'm going to give you a C plus because I like Wanya Morris. I think he play right away. Mm-hmm. And Rishi Rice, I probably wouldn't have liked anywhere else as much as I like with Kansas City. Weird how having Pat Mahomes as your quarterback makes a wide receiver look way better. Right. Las Vegas Raiders. Jimmy Garoppolo, now the starting quarterback for the Vegas Raiders. And, uh, well, they took Tyree Wilson Mm -hmm. at number seven. And the greatest suit I've ever seen. The edge rusher out of Texas Tech was their first-round pick. They added Michael Mayer in the second round with pick 35, the tight end out of Notre Dame. 
those two picks alone were worth it mm-hmm. to me. I like the Jacorian Bennett pick in the fourth round. I don't mind Edna O'Connell, and I like Christopher Smith. Mm-hmm. You guaranteed that you were getting no worse than a B from me with your first two picks because you got two of my top 10 players with a pick at 7 and 35. I don't know that I've ever seen that before. I don't know what evaluators saw out of Michael Mayer. You just mark, it just mark the tape that I said this. That will be the player we all look back on and go, how did you miss that? This was you don't get many layups in evaluations. Michael Mayer was a layup. Mm-hmm. I mean, am I telling you that he will ever be Travis Kelsey? No. I think he can be a top six tight end in this league, and I don't think it's going to take all that long. Right. The Jimmy Garoppolo's got weapons galore now. When you add Michael Mayer into it. Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers. Mm-hmm. And Josh Jacobs is back. I mean, I would have liked to him for them to have, I guess, uh, focused more on the offensive line, but I the, guess they the didn't see it rounds, as a need. The, the later rounds didn't do much for me. I, I don't think he got much out of that. But like I said, you, you, get, you hit two that high, and – And I'm going to ask you a a theoretical question. We haven't done much of this as we've been going through this. Mm -hmm. And I'm just curious if you see this the same way because you were super down on Tyree Wilson. Do you like him better or worse with the Raiders than you thought you were going to? Because my answer is a definitive. Probably better. For me, it's a no doubt better. You put him, because I think you get three players in one. Last year, you saw a little inconsistency out of Max Crosby. Chandler Jones was not as impactful as you wanted him to be. Okay, yeah, now there's uh, there's kick-out blocks. That's all gone. Mm -hmm. Because now I've got a guy up the middle that will hurt your feelings. And I think it mitigates a lot of their problems. That was one of my favorite picks of the first round, and all the Raiders did was sit there and wait. Mm -hmm. And didn't feel the need to get a quarterback. They resisted the urge. Well, if they'd taken a quarterback, I'd probably made fun of them. I'm sure you would have why in the uh, and Aiden O'Connell was fine there were a lot of people that liked him thought he's a nice developmental piece Mm -hmm. but one of the things that I have found in my years doing this the team that just sits and lets the board fall to them doesn't feel the urge to and and I know they moved up for mayor but that was letting the board fall to them if they had traded up to try to get one of the quarterbacks or if they had tried to trade up to get Jalen Carter or Will Anderson I heard all of these things in the lead up and I told everybody, there are seven players on the board that make sense at seven. There's no team in this league that makes less sense to trade up than the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Because you sit there, and somebody is going to fall directly in your lap. That's what happened. Uh, and we got one of these on our way to commercial break. I'm your huckleberry. Uh, Chandler, or Tyree Wilson at seven goes to show just how awful Chandler Jones was last year. He wasn't good. But now you throw somebody that's this impactful inside of him that can kick out and play on the edge. I think it really helps the Raiders, and I'm giving them a solid B. This is the Sportsocracy. You're listening on ESPN Asheville and the iHeartRadio app. SportsCenter is next. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. 
It is the Sportsocracy, and we are live as always in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400, and of course, heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You can see us live as well on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click that live video link, subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat, and of course, you get all the uh, alerts when we go live and when there's new content on the channel there will be uh, it'll populate in your feeds you want to subscribe it won't to be the for the next handful of days uh although we will be doing uh we'll be breaking down the our, our reviews here the the draft grades team by team and i'll be throwing a reprehensible take on the back end that i couldn't say on the radio box for every nfl team uh if you're just joining us just getting in the car after a long day at work uh glad you made it through the day and uh we'll hope to uh, uh keep your ride fairly painless here over the next little bit uh we are doing the afc draft grades did the NFC yesterday. You can go back and check that out on the podcast or on the YouTube stream. Uh, and the AFC continues here with the Los Angeles Chargers. Go Chargers, go! Who had the 21st overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. And they took a wide receiver, and it was Quentin Johnston out of TCU. I am not averse to this. I feel like it's a bit of a hat on a hat with Mike Williams because I think they're very similar players. Okay. Big height, weight, speed, point of the catch guys, but I'm okay with that. I, I have no aversion to you taking what I thought was the best receiver in this class as at 21. You needed speed. He gives you speed. Mm-hmm. I'm not a hundred percent sure how much I love him and Williams playing together. I'll be honest with you. This made me think Mike Williams may not be long for the Chargers. And well, Keenan I mean, Allen may be safer than I thought he was. Okay. Because you had a shot at Zay Flowers, you had a shot at Jordan Addison, two guys that would have been long-term replacements to Keenan Allen, and you went the other way. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I had saw the, I had seen this as, the this this is the future one and two. This is Mike Williams, Quentin Johnston, well, Josh, have two Palmer. One. Josh Palmer is going to be the slot guy, I guess. I, the eventual replacement to Keenan Allen? Not to me. Now, I look, if I had a dollar for every time an NFL team saw something differently than me, uh, I'd be a millionaire, especially if you just factored in the Denver Broncos. But I, I have no problem with that. Tui Tula Palatu in the, in the second round, that's the edge guy you were looking for. My biggest problem with him is, has been, and will be. I have absolutely no idea what position he plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can he can play on any. I think he's too light to play on the inside. Really? No, I, I do. I think he's too light to play on the inside. I mean, he's what six four two sixty six. Yeah, that's he really. Can, he well, can I mean, you're not add, doing that in a three four. He could he could add some bulk to the frame and, yeah, and play a little more on the inside. And I didn't see that. So that was I like the player. It was a confusing pick. And then you get just one of the absolute home run A plus uh, grades of the draft with Dayon Henley in the third round. You have screamed. You need a linebacker for years. You got one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have one now. Kenneth Murray, uh, I hope you're renting. Because he <laughs> Dale Henley will beat him out in camp this year. You mark my words on this. Really? Yes. Okay. I love that pick. I think it's one of the best values of this class. I had Henley just outside the top 30, and you got him at 85. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a kick returner in Darius Davis. And that's for me, that's about all he does. Which was that was a little high for me. I didn't I didn't love that. Jordan McFadden, I think, has to kick into guard. 
Scott Matlock, I didn't have a draftable grade on. And then Max Duggan, thank you for doing that so the Jets couldn't find a way to do it. <laughs> well, I had to match him up with his uh, wide receivers. I, I love how many national pundits said, well, Max Duggan could go in the second or the third round. If Max Duggan could go in the second or third round, I could go in the seventh. And I'm not sure I could run to my car without almost passing out. <laughs> so that's a lot of people saw him as a developmental prospect. Mm -hmm. I don't. I think he's he kind of reminds me of Easton Stick. He's really honest. I was going to say he's a developmental backup. So I'm I the, the Dayon Henley move was enough to move you a full letter grade. I don't mind the Quentin Johnston pick as much as some others I have heard do. But for me, this is a it's a C plus for me. Mm -hmm. uh, we got a super chat from Soaring Eagle. I'm your huckleberry. Says also the Chargers fans whining about taking Quentin Johnston over Zay Flowers are just getting annoying at this point. I hear more Jordan Addison than I do Zay Flowers. I mean, I'm sure it's out there. Mm -hmm. It's and you got to understand where the Charger fans are is that they had they had built themselves up for Bijan or or Addison or Zay Flowers, one of these guys that they had really poured over, and then you get. And then you get Quentin Johnston, the one that everybody's been yeah. railing on all offseason. Yeah, you get the outside receiver that can't, that can't hold on to the football. That uh, was the narrative around him. Another super chat from one of our great Charger fan friends that uh, was actually the first video we ever had trend uh, with the Chargers. I'm your huckleberry. Curtis Davis said, bolt up, baby, let's go. Best C-plus draft in NFL history. I'm not going to disagree with that. You have really high end ups. If I could figure out where Tui, Tui uh, Toipalatu fit in, I'd probably grade it higher. I'm just I'm mortified that you think you're going to be able to stand him up. Now, if you think you can bulk him up a little bit and play on the end, mm -hmm. okay, now we're getting into a B because mm -hmm. that makes that make way more sense. I just I can't project that because I didn't see that. And then he went to the combine and it was the most confusing workout I've ever seen. But that's beside the point. Yeah. Uh, according to Kellen Moore, he sees Quentin Johnson as a CD Lamb type of player with Mike taking the top off and Keenan being an Amari Cooper type. That's not how I would see it. But if uh, Kellen Moore knows infinitely more about this offense than I do. So if that's the case, then yeah, this will be one you go back and go, Hey, you remember when people were mad they didn't take uh, Jordan Addison? That was stupid. Yeah. And, and look, I, I love Quentin Johnston. I've made absolutely no uh, apologies for that. I think it's a great pick. And, and for the chargers, you added that speed. That's what you wanted. And you added two of them. All right. So your official draft grade c plus is a c plus yeah, c plus and that was one i'm not gonna lie I, I i the chargers were one of the last teams i graded because i had to figure out okay whose class do i like better than theirs because i couldn't figure out what grade i wanted to put on it mm -hmm. i think i like it better than that but that's the there were teams in the b minus range that oh, i liked their class better so you have to be a little bit below yep all right how about the miami dolphins oh this will be quick uh, they had we, four we probably put this one on tiktok we had we had four picks in the uh, 2023 draft, Miami Dolphins' first pick at number 51 overall in the second round was Cam Smith, cornerback out of South Carolina. The talent is there, but there have been questions about him. Uh, there's some personality red flags with him that pushed him down. I don't really understand the fit unless Xavier Howard has one foot in the grave and one foot on a banana peel, which is entirely possible. Now, he's so expensive, I don't see how he can't. And you ha if, if it's him and Jalen Ramsey, okay. I, I get I think he had bigger needs than that, but he fit right there quite nicely. Mm -hmm. Devin A. Chain that they took in the, the third round, 
was running back ahead with them multiple times because they love speed, and A-Chain gives you that in droves. And if we had a running back relay at NFL Field Day, Miami might be able to win that track. Uh, no doubt. Then you get into the two later picks. Elijah Higgins is a tight end, and the fact they announced him that way, it's confounding to me. You just had a tight end that couldn't block to save his life, and you non-tendered him. Let him go to New England. So now you're going to convert a guy who was a receiver into a tight end. Couldn't block a soul mm-hmm. as it sits. I'm not saying he didn't have the potential to do that. And I, that just didn't make any sense to me. I felt like you needed a legit starting tight end. You had the chance to take one at 51. You didn't. I'm obviously going to ding you for that a little bit. But And then Ryan Hayes was one of the the Zach Tom type linemen of, of this class where he can play a lot of positions. So I definitely understand why you did that. Okay, so in their four picks, what grade did they earn? C. I mean, you're just not going to get much more than that when you four picks. And then you get into the undrafted free agent guys, and, and they signed a bunch of those. They did. I, I, I reserve the right to revisit Miami's grade depending on how many of those guys stick on the roster because there's some I like. I just am always remiss. You owe these guys nothing. So it's hard for me to really move the grade on, on undrafted free agents unless I'm really sure they're making the roster. Mm-hmm. And in the AFC, that happens a lot less than it did in the NFC. The New England Patriots had one of the most interesting drafts to me. Because we like, I mean, we've made fun of New England pretty much every draft for the last four to five years. It's always something dumb. This year, Bill I don't goes feel like the there was major dumb things done. Christian Gonzalez was an A. Mm-hmm. Straight up, he was an A. To me, he was the value of the first round. Keon White was an A. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a little interested to see where they view him. I think he's a hand in the dirt and at 285. I would agree. If you think you can stand him up, okay. Um, more power to you. Not really sure you're going to like how that goes. But it's from there that I get I get a little confused. Marte right. Mapu, I told you, this kid's soaring up boards. I didn't think it was going to get that high. Mm-hmm. I've had somebody affiliated with that team say they think he can start at inside linebacker this year. I don't see that yet. Now, what they meant by that, I don't 100% know. I don't think he's the three-down player right now by any stretch. But I don't feel like that was as much of a reach as as people thought. Jake Andrews was right, the the center in the fourth round. Then you did something that only one other team in the last 25 years has done. You took a kicker and a punter in the same draft. Do you know who the last team to do that was? The Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders with Sebastian Janikowski and Shane Leckler. Two Hall of Famers. If this turns out that way, hey, then, then your grade's not nearly high enough. I liked Antonio Maffi. I understand taking the 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 swing at at Kayshawn Booty, mm-hmm. and, and Isaiah Bolden was a great value in in at at two forty five. I feel like the letter I'm about to put on this is way higher than you think. B, I'm higher. Did you give him an A? No, but I did give him a B plus. Ah, I did give him a B plus. There's a lot of value in what you did here. It's a little surprising to me because you're the Jets fan and we know you hate the New England Patriots. But I, people but say yeah, that to me every single year, and I'm 
I feel like uh, of all the people on this planet that do this, that have a legit fandom, I think I'm the most realistic. I saw a lot of uh, a, a lot of value deep in the draft with this team. I, I liked what they did from Sidey So to Kayshawn Booty a lot, and then I liked a couple of the, the later round guys. Mm-hmm. But your your top two were pretty much home runs. I mean, Keon White, there was first-round buzz on him. Christian Gonzalez had top eight buzz on him. And I just feel like Bill didn't outthink himself here. And if you look at what he did, he knows exactly where this is sitting. He knows now he's in a division with Josh Allen, that Miami track team, mm-hmm. and Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I better be able to play defense or I do not have a snowball's chance in Atlanta of competing in this division. Yep. And so what he do? He stacked up the defense with players that are ready to play right now. Yep. And that's the best thing that he's done since he's uh, become the head coach of the New England Patriots. Bill goes off the beaten path with players and he hits on them more than people think. He didn't do it ridiculously early this year, which is for me, I have I, I have no aversion to it. Yep. Yep, B plus for the New England Patriots, and yeah, it would have been, it was an A plus 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 for getting Christian Gonzalez at the seventeenth pick. That wasn't as much of a fall as it's being categorized to be. I mean, projections had him in, in not the, in the last week in the top five, top six. not in the last week, not in the last week. I I, I specifically told you Devin Weatherspoon has passed him, mm-hmm. and I I didn't have the cojones to put uh, Emmanuel Forbes in front of him, but I had heard that, and then Washington did it. Mm-hmm. It's a great value, don't get me wrong, but a lot of people made that like he was the 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 drop of the first round. No, I don't actually think he was as confusing as Keon White. I had people in the twenties telling me you ain't getting past us. Really? Okay. Well, he did, and in one case, he did three times. <laughs> Love it when people lie to me. Indeed. New England Patriots B-plus for the 2023 NFL Draft when we return from the break. Some of you in the YouTube chat have, have said you're looking forward to this. Maybe a little rant. And you're not wrong. It's not a falafel, but it's pretty close. The New York Jets are next. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need simple checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. M-O-M. Three little letters that hold so much power, importance, and love. At Ingalls, we know that being a mom is its own reward, but it's also the toughest job anyone can take on. So to all the moms out there who save the day, 
on a daily basis. For kids big and small, we at Ingalls got your back. Happy Mother's Day, moms. Ingalls, we're with you every step of the way. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy. AFC draft grades today. And it's time. And we've all been waiting for. Jeremy Green. Flostradamus himself. His New York Jets. Well, it wasn't the celebration that you had last year during the draft. A far cry from it. As I was sitting right next to you the entire time, and I felt like you just had this look on your face like, what is happening right now? Head scratchers and most of their picks. Now, I have had time to digest and and, and take some, some disappointments away and really look at this from an introspective level. Okay. I don't hate the Will McDonald thing nearly as much as I did. Now, I'm also the guy that said, I don't think this team has to take an offensive tackle right here, and I'm going to keep screaming this because I'm not sure Elijah Vera Tucker doesn't end up playing right tackle. I've thought that for an extended period of time. He did a really good job of it last year. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Brown on the left side. You got Max Mitchell as the rotational piece, and, and Makai Becton is just house money. I'm okay with Will McDonald. I went back and and watched the tape. I've been high on him forever. Anybody that's watched this for an excuse, he's also the only person that's ever been on the Amon or St. Brown team in a draft he wasn't in. Right. So, I mean, it's hard for people to say, oh, you you changed your mind. No, I I really just thought about it because when I saw that name pop up, I think my brain broke. So, it's fine. I love him as a player. I don't know that I loved him at 15. Joe Tipman... Not going to lie to you, I was watching Joe Tipman film at 1 o'clock this morning trying to be okay with him because he's not John Michael Schmitz, who's, which is who I want. He's more athletic. He's better in the zone uh, than Schmitz. I still like Schmitz better, and I, that's probably not going to change anytime soon. But I at least get it. From there, it just gets, it gets clunky. Like Carter Warren, I... I didn't see the – there were people who had him in the top 100. I didn't see it. I still don't see it. I don't think I'm going to see it. He's just a – he's a piece. I mean, he's a depth piece to me more than anything, and you took that in the fourth round. Right. Where I will say there is something that I really liked is Israel Abanaconda because fifth, he is real, real fast. Yep. Fifth round, 143 overall. But you already had three running backs. Oh, two. Why you need another one? It's two. You have Michael Carter. You have uh, uh, Brees Hall. Abanaconda will be the three, and Zonovan Knight will be the depth four. At the end of the day, Zonovan Knight had one great game, and from there he didn't look like he belonged in the NFL. So that part I get. Not Every one of their picks I went, there's somebody on the board I like better except that one. So the Abanaconda one, I'm fine with. Uh, Zaire Barnes didn't have a draftable grade on him. Mm-hmm. Jarek Bernard Converse, never understood it. Still don't understand it. I never saw a draftable player there. And then you got Zach Koontz, who I just love because he's giant and really, really fast. The thing I don't understand is how many times are you going to keep on the roster? 
You have a few. That's why so many people so so many people wanted to link you guys with a tight end. Which earlier I, I never in the understood. Draft. I I still don't understand. Because you don't have a good one. You have two that are completely okay. Ask yourself this question: Tyler Conklin, C.J. Uzama are both top what in the NFL? Twenty-five. You say any other number, sure. I would tell you you're out of your mind. Top twenty-five tight ends. Okay, sure. so you got two of those, and you got a guy you took in the third round last year. And yeah, now you but take ones one. at, yeah, but one's at twenty-three. The other one's at twenty-five. Like uh, you're way too long, Tyler Conklin. Okay, I've I, and it seems like you're doing it more and more just to perturb me. It should not be the first time. Why would time I do ever. that? Don't play stupid. <laughs> Don't play stupid. I just, for me, the basically everything the Jets did was just, it was clunky. I, I saw Bill Barnwell said the biggest loser of the draft was Aaron Rodgers. Let me make this as perfectly clear as I can. Aaron Rodgers didn't want more, didn't want more children on this offense. Okay? There's a reason they went out and signed Randall Cobb. There's a reason they went out and signed Alan Lazard. He knows what he's got. It's a very talented roster. And he's going to score a lot of points. Mm -hmm. He wants his guys. So you got Randall Cobb now as the five. I understand why they didn't take receivers. I understand why they didn't. I'm just not sure. I always hate seeing panic. And at 15, I think they panicked. uh, Broderick Jones came off the board. I can tell you definitively they were in on Jameer Gibbs. He came off the board at 12. And now they've piddled in their punch bowl and gone, we didn't think either one of these guys was going to be gone. I heard a report earlier today that they would have made the Will McDonald pick had Broderick Jones still been on the board. I've heard that as well. You believe, I don't you believe think, it? I do. Okay. I don't think they were as in on Broderick Jones as people believe. But, all right, and take what I just said. Aaron Rodgers just got burned by a roster full of children. And so you're going to tell me, and, and I'm not going to lie, Loki had this problem throughout the entire process. It was just there wasn't another tackle there. And Vegas is telling me it's a tackle. Their visits tell me it's a tackle. So you're going to give me this raw left tackle that's barely played. And either you're going to move him to the right side or you're going to take your lumps with him with a 39-year-old quarterback. Do you see how that doesn't smell right when you say it out loud? It it just never never sat with me appropriately. Mm -hmm. There was a big part of me that thought the Jets were either going to take uh, Osiris Torrance and move Vera Tucker out to, to tackle or uh, they were going to take somebody on the interior and Kalijah Kansi's name had been mentioned uh, there was another one but not that high I think they tried to trade down and they went you know what we're stuck here we're going to take the player we believe in that's Will McDonald but for me this entire class is a D plus yeah. you take what you did last year where you just manipulated the board you did everything right and then this year, I feel like the board manipulated you twice. Not the finest showing from Joe Douglas. So it's a duh plus. I feel like there's more promising pieces here than a duh plus. Um, I don't. So I'm at I'm I'm at a C for them. But it's your team. Let you let let you be as hard on them as you want to. Well, I just I feel like you could have done better. I have no problem with the players. Mm-hmm. I said this on draft night. Over all three nights of draft night, I have no problem. I have a problem with who you took them over and when you took them. Mm-hmm. Now, is it possible that this team just comes out and unleashes the hellhounds next year? And I go, well, Joe, Joe knows better than I do. Well, I feel like I feel like there's a good chance of that happening. 
The, I mean, if I Will could McDonald, argue they have the best defensive line in the NFL. I was going to say if Will McDonald plays a, a a valuable role in this rotation, however they're going to do it. I mean, you did you, you did well. You did well for yourself because you you you're not relying on one star or two stars. Like you're trying to throw as much talent as this is, at this as possible. Something that I was told from inside that building, they're planning on playing John Franklin Myers as, at more defensive tackle this year. Okay, he's the rush tackle that plays inside of Quinn and Williams, and the thought is we're going to have the lead much more often this year, so we're going to be in more obvious passing downs. Look for them to sign another. Look for them to sign another defensive tackle of of some shape, form, fashion. I, I have to touch on this. Lisa Evansell said best defensive line. Slow down there, Beard. Compare that San Francisco line to ours. Am I telling you that we have a Joey Bosa? Or a Nick Bosa, excuse me? No. Get past that. Tell me how many you have that are better than anything I got. And before you throw Eric Armstead at me, I got Quinn and Williams. I got Carl Lawson. I got a whole lot of people that get after the quarterback. I think the commanders want a word with that on that on that as well. They would de- okay. All right, just so we can, <laughs> since since it's our go away show before uh, you know uh, the beginning of the, the the darkness retreat. Let's just say that San Francisco or uh, uh, Washington and the Jets are the top three, and you can put them in whatever order you want to. All right. Well, I guess I guess we'll settle for that. Lisa right. did point out Javon Hargrave, who I had forgot about. So okay. Javon All right. Hargrave. Okay. Maybe maybe that was hyperbole, and I'm sorry. Uh, okay. I'm trying to find a reason to not throw my head through the wall. <laughs> That's why he was up till one o'clock this morning watching uh, film on Israel Banacanda. Joe Tipman or Joe Tipman. Yeah, I was me. sitting on my couch with my tablet, just going, "I want to love you so much." And I don't, because you're not John Michael Smith. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. And coming up after the break, it's the most important message of the day. Plus, we will uh, get to the final two AFC draft grades following this past weekend's draft. This is your Exergen Temporal Scanner weather forecast on ESPN Asheville. Another cold night here in the valley with temperatures down in the 30s. There are frost advisories up into early Thursday morning. Temperatures on the crisp side. Sunshine Thursday, high 66. And then wet weather returns to the forecast with warmer temperatures this weekend. Rain showers Saturday, Sunday. High temps in the 60s and 70s for us. Warmest weather next week with some 80s back in play. I'm meteorologist Scott Laurie Moore. That's the latest Weather Channel forecast. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. 
Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Did you know Ingalls only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Maybe it's time to reward yourself. Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. Grass-fed, organic, you name it. Not only that, we'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. And we grind meat fresh in the store multiple times a day. It's all in the bag. That's the best meat in town for the best folks in town. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. It's that time. It's time for the most important message of the day here in the sportsocracy. Flostradamus. Don't do crimes. Don't do crimes. And, uh, well, crimes were done. This time not by individuals, though. By businesses. In Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. The U.S. Department of Labor coming down on three companies that run 62 McDonald's locations in Kentucky, Indiana, Maryland, and and Ohio. This is all related to child labor. After an investigation of these three companies, uh, the Department of Labor has found that uh, those McDonald's restaurants employed 305 children to work more than the legally permitted hours. Now, when we get into conversations like this, you can always say, well, what's your definition of a child? Is a, is a 15-year-old having their first job after school or whatever, is that considered a child? No, that, w- that would be legally able to be employed This is or, or to work like a part-time hours. This is 14 and under. And in fact, at one restaurant in Louisville, they found two 10-year-old children had been working in the kitchen, which is, I mean, I don't think I would trust a 10-year-old to run the cash registers, but I'm definitely not trusting 10-year-olds to be around the, the, the fryers and the grills. And I don't trust anyone under 25 to do anything <laughs> except get on TikTok. That's it. Oh, it's it's just it's baffling to me that they were getting away with this, and obviously not anymore. But the investigation found that Bauer Food LLC, which has ten McDonald's locations in Louisville, employed twenty-four minors under the age of sixteen to work more hours than legally permitted, and the two ten-year-old children were working as late as two a.m. and unpaid. Don't do crimes. My story comes from across the pond. Man was arrested on the suspension on the suspicion of drunk driving. He was weaving, making odd lane changes. Police pulled him over. Guy's name Boris Johnson had a had, had his had his ID out. It was all hunky dunky. Everything appears to be just. Working swimmingly. Mm -hmm. Then they noticed there was something very strange about this man's ID. It was valid until December of the year 3000. 
That's strange for an identification, really, no matter what country it came from. Does the name Boris Johnson mean anything to you? He's the prime minister. He was. Yeah. He's not anymore. Uh, not only did it have Boris Johnson's picture on it, it had his actual date of birth, which was 20 years away from the person that was driving. These two people look absolutely nothing alike. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently this was a novelty uh driver's license they okay. said that you can buy in gift shops yeah so like the mclovin yeah it kind of like IDs that. that you could buy yeah and apparently this guy thought well nobody matters the difference but you don't look anything like him that is a better that is intoxicated logic if i've ever seen it mm-hmm. now would you like to know how they ultimately caught the man they saw him weaving and so they're following him he crashed into a crashed into a light pole nice apparently got out of the car and said he was boris johnson when they confronted him mm-hmm. with the fictitious uh, uh license he said i'm in disguise i am actually the former prime minister <laughs> no you're not see no you're not because you're entirely too young to be that guy a uh, person has been arrested processed and released upon their own recognizance Unle- uh, um, unless you're wearing some kind of a scooby-doo mask you are not born John- Boris Johnson. I don't don't do crimes. Uh, Uber. Why is this so hard for people? Uber. It's even fun to say. Uber. I Uber places when I'm not drinking. I just don't want to drive anywhere, mm-hmm. and so you take me, <laughs> and I will I will pay, happily pay for the gas and make it worth your time. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, at least if you're going to go through the uh, motions of having a fake ID maybe maybe you should do better crimes how about that it blows my mind how many forgeries are they get all of the things right and then get something really stupid wrong like the expiration date being the year 3000 that this was not a good forgery uh when i was in retail we had uh, there was a, a a crisis of forgery money because it would beat the pen. Mm-hmm. You know, you see people right. in that's right. the what little brown doing. marker. Yeah. So they're verifying that the ink is right and the paper's right. And if it doesn't, then it'll turn black. It This would beat the pen. And a couple of my stores got hit with it. And I, I came in, they showed me the money, and I went, You do understand that's not the right dimension of money, right? It was like Monopoly money sized. So you beat the small. hardest part, and you got the size of it wrong measure it stupid nobody would have ever known i promise you it was the best forgery i've ever seen right but it was a little too small uh there was also a series of fake identifications that were really hard to beat because they had the hologram Mm -hmm. the only problem is that they were made on the back of cereal boxes so if you stretched the 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 laminate on the back you could literally see like Honey note, not Cheerios. <laughs> I don't think we do that with identifications. No, no. We're all about recycling, but not to that point. It's always blown my mind. Like, you did all of the hard things right. You did the easy part wrong. Well, I mean, clearly, if they were able to get the tiny bills across to the employees, then it worked for a moment. Yeah. 
Then you had to deal did, with me. I was going to say, did you do, at that point, did you institute some uh, training classes on how to identify small bills? I said falafel a lot. I like, bet I, you did. I said the word falafel. You falafeled all over oh, that office. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I falafeled several days up, too. <laughs> All right, continuing with the AFC draft grades after our three-day marathon broadcast at the Village Porch, 51 North Merriman Avenue, the official football home of the sportsocracy. Again, thank you to everybody who watched. We had, uh, what was it, 5,000 people 5, viewed our stuff. viewers who viewed over five minutes of our content across all social media. That's awesome. We are, we, we are forever grateful for everyone who uh, watched, who commented, who came down to hang out with us at the bar it was fantastic. And now we close out the draft grades. Got two more teams to do in the AFC. The Pittsburgh Steelers, heralded as uh, one of the best uh, organizations in the NFL for good reason. And they killed this draft, in my opinion. I'm not even going to dance around this. It's an A+. And if you've been watching us for any period of time, you know that I don't give those very easily. Right. Uh, to jump up in front of the Jets for Broderick Jones, I'm not sure you had to. And I really love this story of Bill only traded down with the, to, to burn the Jets. Well, if you did, you boo-boo kitted it because I don't think they were taking him in the first place. Right. But okay. But the, it's the, a but much more fun story. There. The thought was out there the Jets have to have a tackle. If you were the Pittsburgh Steelers, you saw all the tackles go before you went. There's only one left. Oh God, he's going to go to New York. We got to get him. Well, and you couldn't. You didn't want to risk it with the Jets. You didn't want to risk it with Washington because the 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 one no doubt corner was already off the board. Mm-hmm. So you didn't know exactly what they were going to do. So I understand that didn't cost you much. You went up, and got your guy. Uh, I will say it led Dan Moore to really double down on. Uh, he's replacing not me. Um, yeah, buddy. Um, I don't I don't know if you know what a swing tackle is, but that's where you're headed. So I love the Broderick Jones pick the first round. Joey Porter Jr. falls the first pick the second round. Former, His dad is a, a legend with his franchise. I'm not sure that that doesn't hurt him more than it helps him. I said that through the entire process. And, and he's more raw than people think. You know, there's been a lot of talk about the, the drop. There were people that evaluated him as a safety. I don't think Pittsburgh is one of them. Mm-hmm. But he fits that system. He's going to learn from Patrick Peterson. There's a lot to like there. Getting Keanu Benton at 49 is a home run. Absolute home run. Because that's a guy that's going to be able to get push and pass rush and really help your edge rushers for the next many years. Yep. Darnell Washington fell because of uh, he's got a bone-on-bone issue in his knee that some teams think that it, it could it could give him a shorter shelf life with his career. To me, it's terrifying. A guy that big that moves like that, I don't – bone-on-bone knee anything with a guy six foot seven that moves the way he does that's terrifying to me so i've i've spoken to somebody that had direct access to the medical and their response to me and i'm paraphrasing this because i pulled up was he'll play 10 years in this league okay okay good good enough for me yeah that's perfectly fine for me in the third round i don't really need you to be a 15-year starter i could be Mm mm-hmm but he comes in and that that helps the line immediately because you put that guy in line. We called him the sixth offensive lineman mm-hmm. with hands. Yep. And then Nick Herbig, which was a home run in the fourth round, a guy that I thought was going to be long gone. 
Really good pass rush. Really fits Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, and then we hadn't talked about Corey Trice. Mm-hmm. There were people that had him in the top 100. Yeah, was the, that was the best value of round seven. According to ESPN. Not according to me, but yes. Uh, Mel, Mel Kuyper Jr. Really liked Corey Trice. Mm-hmm. And then Spencer Anderson's fine. Frankly, you could have taken uh, Tank Spencer at that point, and I wouldn't have cared. And I would have been honored to never show up to your camp. And completely worthless as a player. <laughs> exactly. Tank shows up and hands out Gatorade gooder than anybody. It's an A+. plus. Yeah. I think Pittsburgh absolutely crushed this draft. I believe they did as well. And now the Pittsburgh Steelers are, well... They've just kind of they've just kind of reloaded here, and now they've done what they do. Yeah, they draft well. They add guys. It, it's it's good. Mm-hmm. And that leads us to our last team in the draft grades, and it's the Tennessee Titans. I, I don't, I don't know that there's a more confusing team in, in this class. Okay, why? I like Skaronsky a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. I'm not 100% sure how you're going to fit all these pieces together. All right, so you, you got Andre Dillard. You took Nick petit Frayer last year. That's two guys that play. To me, they're both tackles. Mm-hmm. Peter Skaronsky in that path would play guard. Jalen Duncan would be the developmental extra line uh, lineman that develops behind Dillard I'm with you. and replaces yeah. him when it goes completely sideways, and it's going to. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I can make all the pieces work. Sounds like a solid plan to me. Will Levis at 33 is stupid. I, I don't care if he's the biggest jerk on the planet. I, I really don't. That's stupid value. He is an exponentially better quarterback prospect than Malik Willis. And now you you get him in Tennessee, and, and I've had a couple people in the industry tell me something that I, I'm really putting starting to put a lot of stock in this. Will Levis needed to fall. He needed not to go for it because he was one of those guys that was going to have Ryan Leaf syndrome mm-hmm. and think that he was bigger and badder and better than if you emboldened him with that draft spot. Having to sit there on draft night may very well be what makes him a long-time starter in this league. And I think he will be. He rubbed a lot of people the wrong way through the process. It could be. It could be but it's going to be up to him how he responds to that. Okay, let me ask you a question. What is your bust rate percentage on Bryce Young? Oh. 15%? Maybe. CJ Stroud? 55. Yours is even higher than mine. I was at 40. <laughs> Anthony Richardson? Uh, I'll go 50-50. That's around a 50-50. It's about 50-50. Yeah. yeah. What is it on Will Lowe's? What are the chances he's a bust? As the the second pick of the th- of the second round. Oh, I would say it's thirty five. Zero. Zero. There is zero percent chance that a guy you took with the second pick of the second round is going to be a bust. He could come out and be Ryan Leaf. It's not really a bust. You don't have anything invested. If you know a year from now, as the Tennessee Titans, that's not the guy. Guess what? You can move on from him too. And you go get Caleb because I got to for you. If he's not the guy, and Ryan Tannehill doesn't play seventeen games, you are going to be bad, but bad, bad, but bad, bad. And you'll be in a position to take one of those guys next year. Mm-hmm. I'm just not worried about it. The one thing that really confounds me 
and I didn't find out about this until draft night, the Tajay Spears medical, I don't think they knew. I swear to you, I don't think they knew. I've had two people tell me that over the last week, that I actually think they learned that he does not have an ACL in his knee when we told him. In when they when they had the press conference, right, and we said it in the room, there was a look on the faces of everybody at the table of, do what? Yeah, now what? <laughs> and that's a little scary to me. Now I'm not telling you that it won't prevent him from being a, a productive player. I love Tajay Spears, mm-hmm. and I even knowing what I know, I would probably still take him right there. Does explain why he fell a little bit. Yeah. So I mean, I think Tennessee did fine. It's a solid B for me. It's a B minus, uh, and that's depending on what Will Levis turns into. And I think he can make the NFL pay for for the fall that he had to go through. Okay, All right, he's I, got the raw potential to do that. B minus seems fair to me. Uh, the Jalen Duncan pick in the sixth round Such to me was value. value was great value. That's potentially two two starters on your offensive line that you got in this draft. And with long term, yeah, long term starters. I like what the Tennessee Titans did for the most part. I'm glad that you didn't have to draft Will Levis in the first round. I wish you had gotten him in the first round for the option. I wish somebody had been willing to trade back with you. It, it just it accelerates the time frame, which I don't love. But I think he. I'll be honest with you. I think he starts at least four games before this year's over. Mm-hmm. You have Ryan Tannehill for one more year. You'll restructure yes. and that he's contract. He's had injury issues anyway. Yeah. You'll restructure that contract, and Will Levis will be the guy going forward, unless he proves to you, like Malik Willis did, that he can't hang in this league. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. To all the moms out there who save the day on a daily basis, for kids big and small, we at Ingalls got your back. Happy Mother's Day, moms. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. This is the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app and seen everywhere on YouTube. The NFL draft was another great experience. This was now our fourth fourth, yeah. fourth draft together. And I'm not going to lie. If you want to see what a difference four years makes, oh, three years, uh, go back and watch the first one, which you can still find, uh, and then watch the last one. And we couldn't thank all of you that have listened, uh, whether it's on YouTube, on, on Terrestrial Radio here in Asheville. 
especially those of you that just don't really care about the draft and, and humor us uh, because that's what we do. We're, we're, we're draft guys. So thank you to, to all that have pervaded it and, and made it what it has become. We could genuinely not have done this without you. Indeed. Uh, all of the super chats over the weekend, uh, you know, it's just phenomenal to see that kind of support from, uh, from, from our regulars and some new faces as well. It was a whole lot of fun, and there's, and we have figured out one thing is for certain. We can do uh, events out in public. We are going to take this show on the road more in the coming months, and for the 2023 NFL season, it's a good chance that uh, you can come be a part of our broadcasts much more often at the official football home of the sportsocracy, the Village Porch 51 North Merriman Avenue. We will not be with you tomorrow or Friday. We will return next week, refreshed, ready to go. Might, it might be, you know, going into the darkness. Who knows? Aaron Rodgers seemed to come out of it pretty refreshed, so I'm pretty sure that's how I'm planning on going in and then coming he's, back out. He's got the tea brewing. He's, he's all ready to go. What are you, a cop? <laughs> Uh, this is the Sportsocracy, and you're always listening on ESPN Asheville and the iHeartRadio app. Um, yeah, the draft has been fun. Glad to put a pin in this thing. When we come uh, back I've, next I've, week, we will have, of course, I'm sure on next Thursday, we'll be doing some special coverage of the release of the schedule. We'll do our early prognostications as we do each and every year. We're going to still find a way to talk about football We'll sprinkle in a little NBA because we'll finally be to the point where maybe this matters a little bit because there's four teams left. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. We will see you next week.